Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on social media at Galen Trombley. I hope you enjoy the show. Greetings. Please hold for a very important message. Light speed sequence initiated. How may I help you? Bonjour. Security breach. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> awesome. It's a miracle. Mission complete. Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, welcome, everybody. Episode 255 of the Gail and Trombley Show. This is also episode one of 2024. Um, I was thinking the other day, this is actually the seventh calendar year of the podcast. Only be, It's really five years, but I started in December of 18, and now we have just, uh, the 24th. So um, guest today, longtime local. Um, I mean, you grew up here. We'll have you dive all into... Uh, you know, kind of the whole background, but you've been doing a lot of media for that's as long as I've known you or known of you, you've been doing that. We've, you know, crossed paths a couple times, but um, yeah, we're going to dive into this, but a big sports guy mm-hmm. and people have probably seen you on the news in some, in some facet or on the sideline or doing something like that. And I have a lot of respect for, I've had a couple guys on Joey LaFranca. I've had, uh, oh gosh, there was, um, I don't want to start naming names. I'm going to, I'm going to forget. We've had a couple people from, from this realm, mm-hmm. um, I, we have not had a sportscaster. Um, it's going to be a little different because you're also on air and you're on the sidelines. You're doing right. a bunch of stuff. So, Ken, for people who do not know you, sorry, it's Ken Drake, everybody, but people that do not know you, give us a little background on you. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, I mean, I'm definitely from the area. You know, I competed in Section 7 high school sports like a, like a lot of us have, have done. And uh, we uh, I went to college at Plattsburgh State, so I stayed the local connection and, you know, I have a lot of connections to the, you know, to the Cardinals, I guess, mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, I root for them, of course, you know, even, uh, even though I'm supposed to be somewhat neutral now, but, yeah. but you know, I, I went, you know, worked in right out of college, worked in the radio for a short time and moved on to, uh, to TV and worked my way up from uh, working at 4 a.m. as a production assistant all the way up to uh, being the, uh, <laughs> so, the, the, the sports guy who gets to talk about stuff that uh, the fun side it, of the newscast, I guess. Is that, so what did you go to uh, Plattsburgh for? Was it communication? Plas- yeah, mass communications was the, the degree I got, and um, I, it wasn't even funny thing. So I was going to be a teacher. Okay. And it's funny. My mom was a teacher. Some people know that my dad was more into the, the radio and voice of the Cardinals Cardinal for a long time. Years, so, you know, yeah. it, was, I, it was almost like I didn't I – don't, I feel like I didn't purposely go one or the other, but I'm like, oh, I was going to go this way. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go this way. You know, so I try, kind of changed, you know, halfway through. Um, yeah. the, the funny thing was – so. Same thing. My dad was in always oh, at real estate, but business. My mom was a teacher. I did the same thing. Went to Plattsburgh undecided, and then went the business route versus teaching. Right. So it's so very similar. So, um, at what point did you d- decide that you wanted to do mass communications or do something with media? Was uh, it Plattsburgh. I, yeah, it was at Plattsburgh. It was already in college. Okay. I, mean, I think I kind of went in thinking, like I said, you know, just said kind of going one direction. Wasn't hundred percent. You know, sold on it yet? I kind of just did my, you know, what are they, the gen eds or you know, yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. basic courses you have to take anyway. My first year or two anyway, and then, uh, and then kind of, you know, by, by your junior year, you kind of have to start have a little bit of an idea of what yeah. you want to do. So make it worthwhile you know, while yeah. you're there. So that's when I joined the mass comm department and stuff. And, and for, of course, doing public speaking, you have to get in front in a class in front mm-hmm. of kids, and you're like, everyone's like nervous and like, you know, and now here, now here, I'm in a room were, talking to people all the time. Were you nervous t- taking public speaking? 
A little bit. I think, yeah. I mean, I took, there was a public speaking class I even took in high school. So, okay. and, you know, I think everyone, you know, you're 16, 17 year old kids, you're all like nervous. And even though you know all these people in the room, all of a sudden you have to like stand up there and talk about yeah. something. And, and the, it, the crazy thing is they're like, you have to do it for like a whole minute. And a minute seems like forever now. Yeah. Now I do a four and a half sport, four and a half minute sports cast every night. And I'm like, I don't have enough time. I need more time to get yeah. all this in. So, yeah. Um, I, I took my first public speaking, like actual public speaking class at Plattsburgh. Mm -hmm. So it took Yoakum Hall. And yep. I forgot that uh, it was it was a bigger gentleman. I, I think he's he's not there anymore, but um, he was great. And I ended up taking the public speaking class. And like anybody else, I think people have more fear of public speaking than dying. I think that's actually mm -hmm. like a statistic. And I just remember getting up and I was, this is, this is my thing. I did in high school. I did in college. Public speaking, I'm nervous. Everybody's nervous. You know what? I'm going first. I always went first because my theory was, it wasn't that I wanted to get it out of the way, mm -hmm. which is part of it. The main reason was there was no bar set. So I can go up and, it was like sure. an opening act of a comic. Like nobody's going to remember me because the headliner is going to like clean it all up. So I just went up and like, even if I bomb, it, I have nobody's going to compare me to the person that went up before. Mm -hmm. And the benefit was I was always done. So I always volunteered to go first. I might just get out of the way, rip the bandaid off. Smart move. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked. I mean, I... I think as I got older, I coached some sports for a while and I just, I, it allowed me to have a better, uh, more comfortable standing in front of people talking, but I get why people get nervous yeah. for sure. The nice thing for me too is, you know, I'm, you know, most people don't realize, I mean, I could have dozens of viewers, I could have hundreds, thousands, whatever yeah. the case may be that particular night. And yet I'm in a room with my news anchor, who's probably sitting on the desk doing something, you know, working on the rest of the show that they need to focus on. Yep. The weather person's over there, you know, checking out what it's, you know, what the five days, you know, so they're doing their own thing and there's a camera. Yeah. So to me, it's, I'm just talking to a camera and if two other people I work with are also paying attention, that's great too. You know, but I know there are people out there listening. Do so. you know how many people listen? Did you ever think about that? I mean, you see like the ratings and stuff, like we've reached this many households sure. or whatever. Um, I mean, you're talking probably tens of thousands of people. So are you like, does that ever cross your mind when you're talking or is it just very chill? Not really. No. From yeah. the very beginning, I always said to me, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, the number could be whatever it is. To me, it's, I just got to get through these next four minutes or four and a half minutes and do my best to get all the, these highlights in and whoever's listening or watching rather and, you know, good for them. So I, I'm going to kind of jump around because I want to just build off of stuff you're talking about. So give us like a typical... Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to kind of go forward. We'll come back because sure. I usually do history, but I want to dive in a couple things. So what's a typical day for you in the – like obviously you go to sports, you tape the sports. Like do you edit? Do you come up with your material? Like how – from start to finish, I guess, how does this whole thing work? Yeah, it's 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 funny because I will say this. I <clears throat> Forever ago, because I've been doing this long enough, that I used to have people go, so what do you just go on – because I, I used to only be on at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And be, some Easy people like, so, some people, right? And people are like, so what do you, did you just go in there like 1040, 1030, 1045? And yeah. you just were in like, no, they, they don't realize. And it's not their fault. Of course, mm -hmm. they don't realize everything that goes. I mean, I work a full eight, sometimes 10 hour day yeah. trying to get everything, you know, depending on the sports schedule. And so my average day is, you know, kind of, I always tell people I work roughly three to midnight. That's, you know, there's times I work earlier than that. Mm -hmm. There's times I can get done a little earlier depending on the day, but yep. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, already in, usually my planning starts sometimes days in advance. Like I already know what I'm doing for this whole week ahead. And I, so I go into this particular day going, all right, this, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to this game at this time. I have to do an interview with this person at this time. 
I'm you know my own photographer. I'm my own editor. I'm my own producer because I okay. got to make sure I get everything down to a certain amount of timing and then put it all together. So when you you said you have about four and a half minutes. Yep. So and is, that, is that standard every like every newscast yeah, about four and a half? Four, four and a half. You know, I think anywhere in there. I think when I first started, it was actually only at three. Okay. And um, well, that's quick. Yeah, it does. It goes by quick. And even four, even once you get to that four minute mark, maybe four thirty. It, it still goes by fairly quick. There's there's nights that you're like, oh, wow, I, that's it. So when you're up, um, yeah, I'm going to be jumping a lot of questions here. So when you get up there and you're talking, you have, say, four, four and a half minutes, um, at what point are they starting to ring you in the earpiece? Like you wear an earpiece, right? Someone yeah. in your ear? Yep. Um, they, so we can have a, we have a clock in the uh, in the studio okay. that you know can count you down sometimes. Um, Usually I try my best. And again, I've been doing this long enough now that I, I usually go into the show, you know, from the moment I produce the whole thing and I get walk into that studio, I already know I'm pretty much, I probably almost don't even need to pay attention to the clock. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty good at knowing I have four minutes of content in front of me and yeah. I, I'm just going to run through each script and, and each story and each game and and I know that when I finish, I'll pretty much be right around that four-minute mark. And do you write your own script that goes on the teleprompter? Yeah, I write everything myself. Wow, which okay. is you know helpful because is that know, normal or do? Yeah, um, well, for the for the sports guys especially, it is. Okay, um, you know the news people, you know, do get help from producers. Um, they'll rewrite the stuff that the producers are going to write because sometimes you don't like the, the producer might write. They're going to write the basics of a story. Yep. And then the news anchor is going to jump in and just change, fine-tune it to the way that they speak. Yep. You know, everyone yep. talks a little differently. You know, my, I'm, I, the way I do sports, the other guy I work with, Taylor, he, he does sports completely different. You know, yep. we do the same, but it's, you know, we write differently or we might do things differently. So, like, when we write for each other, I've always, I'll always say to him, like, you know, go ahead and change something up if you feel, you know, whatever you need. But here's the basics of what you need. So how much content do you start off with to get down to the four, four and a half minutes? Because I've done, I've edited video before um, and a lot of it, it's hard to take stuff out because mm-hmm. I'm sure you get so much stuff. Like, God, this can yep. I get like six minutes because I can really hit this. But how hard is it to go from, and again, you're, you're seasoned at this, but like, what do you start off typically with before you get down to the four, four and a half minute mark? I mean, it depends. Like, you know, even just last night I was at a game. Where a girl scored a thousand points, so obviously yep. that was part of the reason I went. And you know, yep. and because um, I like having a story to the game sometimes, yep. not sometimes just highlights. That but was anyway, Northeastern, Northeastern right? Clinton, yeah. Bailey Fountain got to a thousand last night. She did nine ninety. She was at nine ninety eight. So we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And but you know, so I started, I started editing. And there's times during the games I'm editing in my head. Mm-hmm. I might jot a couple of notes down on my phone. Hey, make sure you use this one. You know, that, you know. And yep. so now I'm getting to a point. Sometimes a game might start to become get away from you to the point where okay, this game's, it's over. It's just a matter of letting the the clock officially run out so i might start editing and doing writing some scripts during games sometimes or maybe at halftime in between periods of a hockey game and um you know that that so now i'm i'm going through and i'm like okay i want to use this 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 these are the ones i want to definitely use yep. i might if i need to i can add this one I'm, i have to have a backup plan in case i need to add time but but you but like you said i mean you kind of hit it perfectly at least with me is it's hard sometimes. You, you see all these kids' achievements, and you want to get them all in. Yeah. And sometimes you, you know, the game. It's sometimes a hockey game is six to one, and yeah. like, all right, the, and it's like two minutes left in the game. All right, the game's done. You know, I can. And all of a sudden, this one kid doesn't. This one kid come in and score his first career goal. Yeah. And it's a meaningless goal because it's now six to two or yep. seven to one, and you're like. I really want to. I'd love yeah. to get that in now. I, and you I know, know how much it means for a kid to be on TV. Sure, like you know, I mean, you were a kid at that time. You're yeah, like, oh, if you, and you know, if you made the TV, like I made that, the, or the paper, like yeah. oh, I made well, it. The, the biggest thing for us, I always say this to so many people, is 
maybe I'm dating myself a little because newspapers are starting to go a little a little bit away. Yeah. But, you know, it, you would always grab the paper in the morning and you clip it and your mom's putting it on the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. And the same thing, if you, you the VCR or, or you know, if yep. you're, again, I'm dating myself a little, you know, you're recording the news that night because you know you and your friends are going to be on. Yeah, oh, that's a great deal. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild how much, it, we'll get into like how much things have changed since mm. when you started. But um, so when you go, have you, I guess, have you ever had a, an issue with trying to fill the time? Occasionally, that you're um, trying to like pull at straws, maybe a slow night or yep. a slow game. Oh yeah, there's there there's definitely nights that it's you know maybe it's like maybe it's a holiday and there's no sports going on, local, yep. no college, no, no no high school. So you know, of course, then I gotta look a little more national sometimes, mm-hmm. and and even then sometimes those are you know in the summer it's always very quiet, of course. Yep. You know, but although a lot of I feel like there's been a lot more local sports stuff going on, you know, as as things have you know grown and stuff. But oh yeah, there's nights that you're like. Uh, you know how I usually ask for more than four minutes? Yeah. Do you need more time tonight for news? Because I may not be able to fill three minutes. And you, know? and you guys can manipulate that time? Yeah, I mean, depending what's going on. You know, as long as, you know, we the show from the you know from start to finish is roughly a half hour mm-hmm. or an hour, actually, in our case for Fox. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, if we need to maneuver, it, actually last week, because of all the, you know, some of the weather we got. Yeah. Um, Wait, a couple things fell through, and I went and did I did one story, and all of a sudden out of nowhere they said, you know, we're gonna need a lot, weather's gonna need a little extra time tonight because of some of the storm that's coming in overnight. Would you be able to go la- short, shorter, basically, shorter in time? And you know, and it worked out because so many of my games got canceled anyway. So I'm like, sure. So yeah, we can work together and, and, and change that. And sometimes again, on the flip side, I might go, hey, I have just so much going on tonight. Is there a way I can get more? You know, can, you know, maybe we or drop a big story. story. Someone wins at like a state championship or, exactly. or a big tournament yeah, or something. Yeah, of course. Or yeah, and of course we want to go big on those. Yeah, so yeah, we can work work together. If yeah. um, so, like when you go, I guess how do you pick the games that you want to cover? And you said like national, regional, college, high school, like. Do you have a pecking order, or is it like national is really just a fill-in if we don't have enough local? Because I feel like yeah. most of it's local. Which yeah. Is- so when I first, so I first was a weekend guy back in 2008, um, and then I a year and a half later I took over a kind of the main gig and an interim basis at the start. Ended okay. up ended up being you know that ended up continuing forever. Yeah, yep. And um, but the reason I bring that up is because. When I was the weekend guy, I was the one going to, you know, state championship games and stuff because a lot of them take place on a weekend, of yep. course. And I still remember to this day leaving a state championship game. I had to get back. It was one of those things where we didn't have the technology we have now where it would have me, allowed me to stay longer. I can edit on the road and stuff. It's one of those things where I have to leave now so I can get back to the studio in time to start putting everything together and get on on air, on air in time. And I remember it was 0-0 going to overtime soccer state championship game. And I'm walking. I'm like... I have stayed, I've already put myself in jeopardy of not making it back in time. So I'm like, I got to go. This stinks. I have a couple saves from a goalie. Okay, good. And as I'm walking up the stairs at the high school to leave, the goal goes in and I missed it. And the reason I was mostly mad about that is because I was working by myself that day. And our other guy who was working, the main guy at the time, he didn't work that day because he was going to go cover a New England Patriots game the next day. Gotcha. And I'm like... You know, these kids, I just missed a, one of the biggest goals of this kid's career yeah. because we want to cover the Patriots. And and with again, with technology evolving the way it is, anyone on, can pick up their phone now and they can tell you they know exactly what's going on in any given Patriots games, Bruins games, yeah. Red Sox, all the national stuff. And from the moment I kind of took over the main thing, you know, the main Monday to Friday thing, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. I said, we got to go local. Yeah. The kid, I mean, I know phones, I know these days you can still find that online now even, you know, as time has passed. But... It's just it's so much tougher to find 
how Plattsburgh High School did, Shay Z did, you know, any of the schools it may be, than it is to find your national stuff. So that's why I do pretty much now use national more as a filler. Again, a Stanley Cup, a World Series, sure, that's yeah. a big enough deal. Yeah, but yeah. a regular season game, if it's not a milestone night, it, you know, it's not a big one. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because I think, it, and that even translates to just local news in general. Like, I love local news. I love watching it. I I hate national news because it's, it's like doom and gloom and it's yeah. all the, you know, bleeds it leads kind of thing. And I yeah. feel that the local stuff is very good and it's kind of, you know, it just keeps you up to date of what's going on local, you know, just within the community. And um, now, how far out do you have to travel? I mean, obviously you go to like, you know, when it comes down to like state games, you're going downstate and everywhere which else. But um, normally, like, where do you typically try to stay within boundary wise or how far are you willing to go for a story on like a regular kind of sports night? It depends. I mean, obviously, all the all the local stations do cover both sides of the lake. So you know, we do we do go to Vermont, we go to southern parts of that. But as far as you know, new, you know, more local for Section Seven in New York. Uh, obviously, you know, all the Section Seven teams are in play. You know, we can go as far as Ticonderoga, Lake Placid, depending on what's going on. Um, you know, of course, Plattsburgh and Beekmantown, Peru, some of the small you know, or some of the closer schools. Um, you don't travel too much to Section Ten unless it's kind of a bigger deal. But yep. um, as far as traveling, you know, it's, it's mostly anywhere in the section, depending what's going on that night, you know, and 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 what's uh, you know what what we can get back for. Because again, you 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 still have to get back by a certain time to get it all in. And, and newsroom, where's the newsroom located? Like where do you have to go to do the news? So again, things have changed. So our newsrooms um, are in are actually based in Colchester. Okay. However. COVID, as much as it was terrible for so many people for so many reasons, mm-hmm. changed the way a lot of the a lot of the ways we do things now. And the reason I bring that up is I ended up getting they actually at one point were telling everyone we want it we're trying to spread everyone out. We don't want everyone working working together, being in the newsroom together at the same time. And so I ended up having a green screen nice. set up in my basement, wow. and I played with the lighting, I played with the audio, I, you know, I did some fake shows and watched them back and edited them and, and tinkered with some stuff. And I can, to this day, there's people that probably don't know where I am. So and that's where you do all of them. They're n- not all, but a lot of. That's I, awesome. I would say since 2020, there's a good percentage of them that, and I'm still, I mean, it looks, prof- you know, yeah, I think it looks pretty good. Prof- I've had people actually tell me like, wait, are you not in the studio? And I'm like, no. So I'm like, that, but I like that. That means like, yeah. okay, good. And these are people that I work with, you know, or, or know I've the, never noticed yeah, the or know the, so, bi- know, yeah. knows the business, you know, yeah. know the business. So, I you know, I mean, I, I think in the end, the viewers not necessarily worried about where I am, but yeah. it looks good and I'm presenting it, their children well and, and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, so cool. It, it's cool to, it gives you the flexibility though, too, to be able to, to, to you know, not have to be at a certain Or you can like, stay longer at games exactly. or like, don't miss the goal. Yeah. Um, it, and obviously the commute's easier. And then if you need to make a quick edit last minute, it's right there. Yeah. Oh, there's um, times I've had to like, I'll go, I'll like be editing and all of a sudden I'll like run back downstairs. I got to track this one line really quick again and go back. And you know, so, yeah. So you have a teleprompter at the house too you just run off of? I don't. I go completely off memory for anything wow. on camera. Uh, sometimes it's not, sometimes what you see is not the first take. <laughs> I've probably done it oh, three okay. or four times. Maybe I'm like, oh, I didn't like the way I said that. Or I get in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, wait, what am I saying? What's my next line? You know? Oh, so that's so, not, it's not necessarily live then. No, it's um, all pre-taped, which is good because it also, again, kind of going back to the timing thing. Now I know, you know, I can tell my producer, I'm like, hey, I went four minutes and 10 seconds tonight. They're like, all right, you know, that's that's fine, you know, 10 seconds, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, and if they're like, hey, we're a little heavy tonight, I can go back and like take a little piece out, you know, or take one of those highlights out that I don't want to take out, but I have to. Oh, that's cool. For timing reasons. So yeah, it's it's almost always pre-produced. 
Um, I, I never would have guessed either of those things. I I am live from time to time. It's not yeah. like it's not in every single thing, but uh, the, but like the, you said, nowadays it's like you can't. People at the end of the day, they want the content. They don't really right. care. Like I don't said. think they're worried about you know what no. you know. Hey, Ken's actually you know watching TV right now. He's not actually on TV right now. You know, so yeah. Well, it's good too. You get some sleep. Yeah, um, it, it allows me to have a flexible schedule, which is which is really nice. So yeah. It, yeah. So do you set your own schedule for the most part? My, minus obviously the, the newscast has to be put out at a certain time, but. Right. I mean, you, you you can flex, you know, when you want to work or when you want to go to, to which game you want to go to. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, and part of the reason, you know, some of the games we picked, I think you kind of even mentioned it earlier is, you know, as far as how we pick our games is I said, I, I've always told people, I said, there's kind of at least two ways I go about it. What is the most, what is the biggest game? What is, you know, what, where's the biggest story of the day? You know, okay, that might be our lead. You know, that, that's what we should go with. My now thing, next thing is. Where where are, are there games around that that I can you know call it double up like cluster can, up right yeah, yeah say if I'm going to um, I don't know maybe I'm going up to to Rouse's Point for an NCCS game or whatever and all of a sudden I'm like okay that's the biggest game of the night but you know what Shay Z is also home and they're not that far so now I'm like okay how can I try to get to both of those and of course still get my lead story out of it and stuff like yeah. that sometimes the biggest thing unfortunately there are occasions where the biggest story of the night is all the way in Ticonderoga, and there's nothing around there. And I'm not picking on them. It's just they're the, one of the yeah. furthest schools in our section. Yeah. So, yep. uh, And I'm like, if I go all the way down there, I'm only getting that one game or that one story, which doesn't mean it's not important. But now I have nothing else for the rest of the show, and i got to figure out how to fill in or maybe two and a half, three minutes of it. Whereas if I stay and if I go to Peru, I could also actually, I'll Sable's home, so I could jump up in the north way and go up and down there and get those two games. Are, are you um, are you ever able to, like, outsource some video from people? Yeah. Um, like, at least if someone captures it and you kind of get the gist of the game. And yeah, I mean, it. I'm definitely big on trying to have our own stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to miss moments, but, of course, on any given day, there's been times people are like, hey, they send, they'll send me, actually, Plays of the Week is actually a big one. Yeah, I, You know, I started yeah, Plays of the Week a while back, and... Um, and people will send in, you know, nominations. I guess if you will say, "Hey, this is my son, my granddaughter," you know, whatever it may be, and you know, half court shot or something. I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah. a great play." I'm like, and of course, it's not ours, but I'm like, "Yeah, if you're letting us use it, absolutely, I'm going to use it." I, I also find those start blowing up too, especially when you start posting on social media and stuff, yeah. and then it's like people are voting and sharing, and of course, again, you got a kid I, that makes like a good, uh, you know, just a good play. It, it, for that kid, it becomes like an instant celebrity for a week yeah, or two in school. Like, absolutely. Especially if you win it. Like, oh. Every time I lay out the plays of the week, the nominees, uh, I can almost always tell you who's going to win the moment I hit send on that and post, post the link and everything. Because it's just high school will always trump college, which I think makes sense, yeah, actually. Yeah. It doesn't mean the college play might be one of the best plays in the area. And maybe Some of them even made uh, sports center. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it, but high school is going to win because it's more local. A lot, a lot, while a lot of the college you know, guys and girls, they're, while they're great athletes, mm-hmm. most of them aren't local. So the local connection, the high school is, of course, well, always going to win. It's also, too, when you got four teams competing and they're all four local schools. Right. I'm like, I want to beat Saranac or Beekman Town. And Plattsburgh's like, well, it's Plattsburgh. Like, we don't care. Yeah. Everybody, everybody roots for Plattsburgh. <laughs> exactly. College. Yeah. Um, no, so... When you're, uh, I guess, trying to pick game, you kind of went like where you'll f- go on a given date or whatever. But like in regards to trying to stay on top of the sports seasons, on top of the stories, like the girl in Northeastern, like knowing she's going to hit a thousand points or knowing there's some like, it could be a coaching record. It could just be maybe someone streaks on the line or something. Like how do you, I guess, where do you get all your research from? Are you really diving into like the papers, diving into like interviews with people? Like 
I guess like from especially a local standpoint where it's not just plastered all over online, like where do you go for resources to try to keep up with everybody? It's a combination of sometimes it's as, as, as simple as just word of mouth. You know, people messaging, you know, emailing me, message me on, on social media or something, say, hey, my son or daughter is going to do this mm -hmm. in, on Wednesday. Can you, you know, can you come out? And, uh, you know, and, and that's, I'm like, that's always going to put, now I'm going to put that in my calendar and be like, yep, I'm going to put that near the top of the list. It's not a, nothing's ever a guarantee, I say, just because you never know if something's going to happen, but breaking news of some kind. But, yeah. you know, okay, now that, that's now my top priority on Wednesday, for example, or something. And it's always, there's been times people are like, oh, you know, you missed it last night. So-and-so scored their thousand point. And I'm like, I wish I knew. So I'm always telling people, you know, spread yeah. it out, you know, please reach out to me. I'd rather have 20 people tell me about the same thing than no one. So, you know, as far as that, yeah, that's, those are the biggest things is, you know, reaching out, letting us know about it and, and we can try to make it out there. Do, do you follow like statistics of standings and stuff of just kind of knowing like the top two matchups maybe? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I think, you know, think there's more stuff online. You can you know, find out more than, you know, sometimes what I'm really interested in something like you mentioned, even like uh, someone's, you know, going for a perfect season or something. Okay. I'm keeping, you know, especially maybe in high school football, it's pretty yep. easy to keep track of, you know, yep. a couple of years, you know, two seasons ago, Peru had a, a perfect regular season and, you know, went and did a story with them at the end of the year and stuff. And, but yeah, I mean, now you're following them more and more because you're like, all right, they have still been lost. They still haven't lost. They're still, you know, and, and even the N NCCS girls basketball last night, I didn't know until last night, they're undefeated. They're 11 and 0. I mean, they're yeah. a very good team. So it's not surprising, but yeah. now it's one of those teams you're going to watch come, come sectionals and maybe into the tournament. Um, so what what year you said two thousand eight was when you started doing sports? So actually two thousand I think I misspoke a little bit actually when I, I realized when I said it. so two thousand so actually I can go even further back two thousand uh, Mark Sudall all the way back yeah. when I'm gonna yeah. drop a name there yeah um, he actually reached out to me I was working at the station already and he said um, I'd, I'd been shooting some sports for them you know just okay. going out and grabbing some highlights from some local games and stuff and he reached out to me one time he goes. Uh, he goes, I'm wondering, he goes, we have a couple dates coming up that, uh, I'm dropping our name, Chris Kelly. Chris and Mark, you know, they couldn't, like, we can't do these days. We're looking for some help. Would you be interested in filling in? <clears throat> without, without like this is it. live on, yeah. or on screen? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. You okay. know, I mean, I didn't even miss a beat. And like, he goes, all right, we're gonna have you do some practice shows. So I would read, you know, I'd do their shows. I'd rewrite them a little bit and stuff. And, yeah. and you know, the, the news director at the time said, yeah. Okay. We'll give you a shot. So I, you know, I, I think I'm going to do a, two or three shows a year, yeah, you know, yeah. and I end up doing like 20 or 30. And then kind of, then eventually I got, you know, through, I got to be the weekend guy. You're kind of like a the main guy and work my way off. You're like Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. Like just give Tom that, give that, Tom yeah. that chance, right? Yeah. Like, give me that one chance. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> so what year was that you said? That was, so actually that goes all the way back to, I started filling in, I guess, if you will, in 05. Okay. And I'm trying to remember, maybe, yeah, I guess it was 08 that I officially became the weekend guy. And then the main guy, only a year and a half later, again, it was like interim basis and yeah. there, you know, and at one point I was like, um, I was like, you know, it was getting stressful. I'm like, cause I, of course I wanted the job. They were interviewing different people for the job. Yeah. So lots of sports is you can get, as soon as a sports opening happens around here, you'll get 20 or 30 tapes within like an hour. It's, it's very competitive. And so I wasn't sure what was going on. And at one point, I think some of the best advice I got was, um, you know what? It may not be your show technically or your job technically, but it's yours right now. Yeah. So make it your own. I think that made me more comfortable. Yeah. And I just started going about it and doing what I, you know, and that maybe that played through. But just settled in a little bit. Yeah. I think because at times I felt like I was maybe just very stressful because I'm trying to like I'm trying to think I'm overthinking and like I'm trying my hardest to yeah. get this job. I have to be very careful about everything I do, and also I'm like, you know what? No, just relax. Yeah. Once you loosen up. Yeah. I think. This happened for me even like on a professional setting when I acted more like myself. One, it's easier because you're yeah. not like you're like way less stress and just doing your thing. But 
I find that people like authenticity. So when they look at it and they're like, you know what? That it might is not for everybody, but like the people that like you like you and mm-hmm. they like it for the right reasons. And right. then you're like, great. Like then it feels I just yeah, it's just more chill that way. So I yeah. think that that's cool. Um so <laughs> excuse me. So from two thousand five, obviously going back prior, but what has been your biggest sports highlight that has stuck? Do you have one that sticks out over any of them? It might not even be like a special event. It could have just been like, might have been your first one. I don't know. Like anything that really jumps out that this was. Uh, there's probably a but. I mean, I guess, it, I mean. Your Mount Rushmore. Or even give me a Mount Rushmore of like Ken Drake uh, stories that you've uh, covered. There's a, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I've been very fortunate to cover a lot of big moments. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I mean, I've covered, I've, I've done youth sports all the way up to, prof- I've gotten to chance to do professional stuff. I mean, I. One thing I'll always know is cool is, so when the Giants beat the Patriots, and I believe it was the second time, and um, are you a Giants guy? I am. Yeah, me too. So, that, so yeah, we'll we'll allow you to keep the story. They, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, um, sorry to the Patriots fan, but <laughs> um, so we uh, the Super Bowl was on our network that year, and so of course we went big. It was two local, you know, two yeah local teams of interest. You know, a lot yeah. of Patriots Giants fans in the area. And uh, Giants won the Super Bowl. And I went online and looked to see when the parade was. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to go and check that out. Something, you know, a little bucket list thing. And I uh, found a thing that said media request to be, to cover the parade. And I'm like, well, I'm going to put a credential in. No way I'm going to, some, some guy from Plattsburgh, New York. Yeah, there, no yeah. one down there knows who I am, you know, where, where we are and all that. And I get accepted. So I messaged my my, gener- my uh, news director at the time, who's also a Giants fan, so this may have helped. But yeah, I was going to say. He, uh, I, met, I said, so I know we were going big on the Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. Uh, I just got a, accepted to be go cover the parade. And he goes, he goes, I said, I have to be there at like 6 in the morning. This is like 9 o'clock at night, the night before. Oh, jeez. And he goes, can you tape your show and get going? I hit the road. I'm like, Yep. I'm like, I'm thinking there's no way he was going to send me. He said, I can go. So I get, so I drive through the night. I, st- I did stop off like somewhere halfway through and, and I get there and uh, I arrived where I'm supposed to be. And I said, hi, you know, just, you know, give me a credential. And they said, all right, uh, Kendrick, you're okay. You're on float four. I'm like, what? I thought, I'm thinking I'm just going to stand on these bleachers over here and shoot the parade as they go by. No, I'm in the parade. No they way. Had a, they had a media part. There was, oh. there was about six or seven of us. And then, so I'm, you know, I'm using I'm, I'm my video camera and I'm videoing the people and I'm videoing the, the whole event as the parade's starting. Fatty falling over. Mike Tyson was in a hotel waving down at us uh, from, a, from a hotel window, which I thought was funny. But it, I'm like, <laughs> and so I take my phone out and I'm t- you know, getting pictures and, and videos for social media. And at one point, I just put both my cameras down. And confetti's falling on me, and I'm going down the Canyon of Heroes, which so many New York professional athletes will never get a chance to do. That's so. And cool. I'm just like, I this is amazing. This is this is that's what that's so so, cool. that's one of my coolest moments. I mean, you know, there's, oh, there's been a lot of great ones, but personally, and it, that's just one that's kind of you know, a lot of people don't get to do that. Well, also the uh, the whole idea of that is uh, what less than 12, 12 hours earlier you found out. Yeah. So I'm like, it's so spontaneous, and that's like. Like when you sit there and like pre – when you try to like come up with an itinerary or something, oftentimes it doesn't live up to the hype. But if you do something spur of the moment, it's always going to exceed expectations. Oh, yeah. And that's like that's like bizarre, like how cool that is. Did you get to ride with – it was just media on the – like yeah. who were you near on the floats? We were near the tight ends and uh, 
some some backup players, not some not some of the bigger name guys like you know of course like Eli Manning and some of those guys. They yeah. of course were way up front and with the you know with Tom so Coughlin cool. with the with the trophy and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I mean I was. That's like, surreal. You know, I mean, no one's necessarily a no namer when you win a Super Bowl, but you know, there's a lot of guys that you wouldn't necessarily have remembered were on the team and uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, just seeing. I mean, how many people were there? A million people, probably, just oh. lining the streets. Yeah, yeah. People. At one so... point, when people started started chanting, like cause they, each parade, each float goes by. And at one point, this one group of people starts chanting, "Who are you? Who?" They're looking at us like, "You guys aren't players." Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the third string kicker, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's great. I was just looking. I couldn't remember the scores. I know they were close, but there oh, were yeah. only like three points, I think, on each of them. Yeah. Obviously, the, so being a Giants fan, this was, I think this was my senior year of high school and senior year of college, and they won both of them. So it was yeah. like, you know, right when I was huge in the sport, so I have good memories of both of those. But. I didn't, both times they took a lead late, and I, yeah. I, had, I was with friends of mine, they were Giants fans, so like, yeah, we're going to win. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tom Brady has a minute and four seconds left. I'm not guaranteeing anything yet. I'm a little worried, but yeah, luckily they luckily pulled it out. Look at I mean seven three at halftime. See, I don't remember all those little details, right. but the seventeen fourteen, but again, that wasn't a high scoring game. I just looked at the other one, the one you went to would have been It was the two thousand eleven season. But yeah. Also the the crazy thing about this is just look at the records of the Giants. Nine and seven, and yeah. I think the other one was what ten and six, if that. They, I think they limped in as a wild card. In both I think the nine and seven season that year was they had to win their final two games just to get in the playoffs. And I think at the time they were the the lowest, the low, worst record, I guess, if you will, to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they they were the only team ever to win all all the games on the road. Yes, um, yeah. both years, right? I think I know I definitely think they, the second one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the first. The one. The first one there, I think they were even worse of a team, like okay. record wise. But that was a year they were undefeated and. If people remember, I think it was week 16, the Giants almost beat the Patriots in the regular season. That was the undefeated season. Yeah. Yes. And they, um, I just remember watching that game, and like Randy Moss had some crazy catch late in the game to win it. But um, yeah, the Giants. So going into the Super Bowl, I was like, we might have a shot. Yeah. We played them tough. It was week 15 or 16. It was late in the season. But um, I also was actually rooting for the Patriots to go undefeated that year because I'm like, Giants are out. They're wild yeah. card team, but there's no chance of right. winning. And then all of a sudden, they keep going. They finally got there. I'm like, sorry, I, I do want to see the undefeated season broken. But yep. um, now, regarding, um, I guess some some other question, I just want to see like kind of like the best of Ken, you know, career that we can fix. Is there a play that you remember vividly? Like this was the best play you saw live, or best one? Actually, best one you saw on camera. Uh, camera. I don't know why this one always pops in my head. I mean, I do in a sense. It's a really great play. Um, but uh, I mean, again, so we have our plays of the week. There's times I'll admit I have to throw in. I you know we have right now I'm doing I do four nominees each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally the fourth one is not necessarily stellar. Yeah, but it's helps me round out my top four. But usually we always have at least two or three, at least good ones. Sometimes all four. And then by the time we we get to plays of the year at the end of the year. Yeah. Now I get to pick my, the best, which the ones are really over the best. And this is going a while back. Um, it was a New York State. It was high school football, New York State regional game, I think. It was at All Sable Valley. Beekman Town Eagles are playing. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember the name or know the name. Justin Stevens. He played for Beekman Town. I don't know. Okay. He was a pretty good athlete for them. And, of course, it was on the far sideline. But I'm goes goes back. The throw goes to him. He's on the, on the left sideline. He makes he goes back to make the catch. And as he reaches back, he has to kind of like turn around the throw slight behind him. He rolls it, reaches, and of course, I know it's not easy to, I'm trying to describe it because yeah, I know yeah. now people can't see what I'm yeah. showing you. But he reaches back with one hand, his right hand, and as he tries to pull it in while running still as fast as he can, he pulls it in and he kind of traps it on the back of his helmet 
it ro practically rolls across his shoulder blade as he pulls it in with the left hand, wow. pulls it in, and keeps going all the way in for like a 75-yard touchdown. It wasn't even like a two-yard touchdown. It was like, and I just remember going, I'm like still videoing, but my mouth has dropped open. Yeah. And I'm like, and I have so many fans yelling, did you get that? Did you get that? And I'm like, yeah. And I had to watch that back immediately. I was, again, there's been a lot of good ones. I'm sure there's plenty of it. If I want, you know, if I want her, you know, if someone reminded me, like, oh, actually, yeah, that was a really good one too. But that one always pops in my head for some reason. Um, How many games in a typical week do you think you get to go to? Uh, it depends. Like just five I, or six? Or do you, like you said, multiple a night? Yeah. I mean, it like... um. I, I'd say 10 to 12 yeah. might be right. Obviously, the weekends, you can get a little more. Sometimes yep. during the week, you might only get two a night or something, depending on, again, it goes all the way back to geography of you know where everyone's playing that night and all that. Um, but like tonight, I know I, there's there's two I can get to there fairly close. Um, but yeah, and then Saturdays, there's a chance, you know, sometimes there's games going on anywhere from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So, you know, I can get games all day. But yeah, 10 to 12 is probably an average. I, I've never actually figured it out. But And when you go over to Vermont, how do you try to go, like, do you cover the entirety of Vermont, or do you? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the coverage area, the viewing area, I guess, if you I will, down is, like White River Junction. And yeah, like, that's wow. where you start to hit the the, the cusp of it. Of yeah. The, you know, but yeah, White River definitely is, uh, counts. Um, start to go a little. There's a couple like Brattleboro is like one of the high schools in Vermont that's like almost one of the southern. You're almost leaving Vermont. Okay. And that's one of those ones we probably usually won't. If it's a big enough game, maybe we will go. But it's at the same time. It's, you know, it's starting to leave the viewing area. Is it really worth sending someone three hours down for one game? You know, so that kind of goes back to what I was saying before so, <laughs> as far as geography and making sure you have enough. Well, regarding uh, sports guys, are you the only sports guy? Like you got some guys that fill in and help you out with some recordings? Or uh, it... No, there's there's two of us. It's usually I've always worked with a two-person department. Okay. Um, always wanted three. Should have been three. Oh, you know, it just yeah. makes everyone's job easier yeah. and, and stuff. But, I mean, two people can do it um, if, if it's planned out correctly. But even then, there's while there's always been a two-person department, we've always been fortunate enough to have – uh, a photographer or you know we used to have production assistants that would they would you know be willing to help out and go shoot a game and get a game and you know that allows us to have you know get even more of our stuff covered and mm -hmm. i remember one time uh, um wcax uh i uh they said how does ken do that we have a two was, at the time i was by myself we it was one of those times where a weekend guy had left and i had a, you know was waiting yeah. for the next guy to come in and he goes we have three people and he's working he's getting just as many games as we are and yeah. i'm thinking I'll take that as a compliment yeah. for sure. You know, are, are you very good logistically of just like planning out and routing out your week? I try to, and you know, like everything can change. And today's, you know, with the weather outside right yeah. now, things are, are my days already changing. Um, I already had I had a plan A, and it looks like I'm already going to go to a plan B. Mm -hmm. um, they both work. It's just you know, with with the logistics of the weather and travel and stuff, it's it's smarter to stay a little closer to home and, where I can still get some good games. And when you go to a game, how like basketball game last night, like did you go just until the girl hit the thousand point and then bail or could you try to stay the whole game? No, I stayed. Yeah. So especially in a, in, in a big moment like that, getting a thousand points, of course she came in with 998. Yeah, yeah. So not only do we know it was going to happen, I expected it. I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to be like two nothing because of, she, of her in like the first minute of the game. Yeah. It which took it, almost, it which took it almost, was, right? Or pretty it, close? Yeah. It took like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. And she actually got fouled in the shot. So she ended up, uh, which did not fall. So she ended up going to line to get both, you know, two hit free throws, and the second one hits it and stuff like that. I, I actually saw a cool photo. I forgot who took it, but it was a photo, and she was shooting, and you were one of the people underneath the basket. But oh, there was, okay. like, three or four different – like, there was a, a couple of photographers, probably, like, mom, and, some, you know, yeah. there was a couple newscasts and stuff. And But 
but again, at a high school basketball level, you don't see that often that you have kind of like a little line of media taking a picture of you. Because well, it's kind of perfect because it was a foul shot. So it's kind of right. quiet and you can get in position. Well, it's funny because I like to shoot a lot of my games at half court. And that's where I've shot most of my highlights from last night are all from half court. Okay. You know, on the right on the bench side. And um, <clears throat> when I saw, you know, she was going to go for the free throw, I'm like, I don't do this often, but I'm going to move. Yeah. I like to try <laughs> to stay central. Yeah. And I moved in it. And as I get there, it's funny, you said you saw all these people in this picture. She saw us too. I oh, saw yeah. her make eye contact, and I'm like, now I feel bad. I'm like, oh, if she misses this, I don't want her to feel nervous and miss it. So I'm glad she got them both. Such a stud, yeah. Yeah, and, but at the same time, like, it's, I love, I actually really love the candid shots and videos in the yep. sense that, like, people sometimes they'll see me and they'll wave or something, which is fine. But I want to be like, you know, when I'm videoing. But at the same time, I'm trying to get the shots of, of the kids just being kids and teammates and, and playing the game and not worrying about what I'm, you know, when I'm, you know, I, I, those are the a little more fun. So when she saw us, I was like, oh no, I hope she's not nervous and stuff. I don't want her to overthink it. And, you know, so I want to, I kind of want to blend in I, with the background. I don't want anyone to really yeah. notice I'm there. Be like the fly and, on the wall. The yeah. Game. And that way, I think sometimes I even get some better shots that way. Is there uh, like tricks of the trade that you guys have that you try to, like things that you take like, you might take for granted, but we have no clue. I mean, kind of like when you talked about doing the uh, teleprompter and kind of doing it, like, down in your basement and green screen. Like, that that was – I didn't know that. But yeah. anything during the game, like, best positions or best – like, some kind of style you're trying to go for or, like, what, any, like, weird things that people wouldn't guess about a newscast? About a newscast or – I mean, or... just like any – like, I mean, anything you do, like filming, you know, whether it's editing or telling a story or just on, like, actually, you know, presenting in front of a camera. Is there stuff that – you do that we just would never pick up but we probably would know about it if you said it i'm not sure i don't think so um i mean i have like preferences when i go to games of places i like to to try to be from i I actually for a long time i used to like to shoot right on the field level and now if i get a chance to be a little more elevated and have a little press box to go up i like i think i feel like i can see more that way i don't have now i don't have every once in a while if i'm field level i'll see a, a you know someone's about to score a goal and doesn't a def, you know a defenseman who's not even part of the play yeah. walk right in front of my shot or something or referee happens ball, in or basketball or kid or something yeah basketball a lot bad yeah someone's in my way so that's why I try to be a little more elevated and so I do always try to do that at least and stuff but uh, no there's nothing too much that I try to that I do little things I do there's lots of little sayings I have which I'll admit I t- totally not steal from movies, but they're totally lines from movies. I was always thinking Anchorman. When, uh-huh. like, just, well, just the uh, the sportscaster and Anchorman, when you were talking originally about just kind of some of the stuff you were doing, it was like the first few minutes of the podcast. I was just thinking of, uh, I don't know the guy, the character, but he plays uh, Packer in The Office. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Uh, his name's Champ or something, I think. Champ in, in the, the movie, movie yeah, in the he, show, but I can't remember the actor, but he's just... I, f- I forgot his, like, slow, or his, like... He says pop- whammy. Whammy, there yeah. you go. I've Perfect. never done whammy. People have asked me, I'm like, no. I said, well, I think that movie's funny and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not doing whammy. I just feel like it'd be a little too, <laughs> almost too cheesy. There's probably some stuff I already say that's a little cheesy, but yeah. There's certain ones I will do a lot, and they're all, they're all lines of movies, but they're, like, obscure, that if you're not really paying attention, you wouldn't even notice I'm doing it, or that I do it fairly often. So what's some of your go-tos, you don't, if you don't mind sharing? Uh... Dumb and Dumber, the original Dumb and Dumber, John, uh, Jim Carrey and, and uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, yes. Um, like if say a kid uh, um, maybe playing defense, you know, and miss it, you know, doesn't play the ball well, and it goes and it's a goal. It goes, you know, and then doesn't he come down and score the next time? And I'm like, and he totally redeems himself, you know, and you know that's, that's just a line from a movie. But again, I'm like taking a little bit out of context, but it perfectly makes sense yeah. for what I'm going for and. 
Uh, that's the only one that comes to mind. I know there's four or five. Again, I don't. I feel like I've gotten so used to saying them that I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I take there's movie quotes and things that I'll t- purposely my, do. I think my my the, my most quoted one like from uh, Dumb and Dumber is you know when he goes up and he's like big gulp eh? and he goes well see you later like so it was just like an <laughs> awkward moment. I, I usually use it with my wife. If she says I'm like oh, big gulp eh? <laughs> like just some <laughs> random thing. But that's such a classic movie. Um, what? So I also think too like I grew up in the. Uh, I don't watch Sports Center much anymore, mm-hmm. but I feel like I grew up in the golden age of Sports Center. Yeah. And I think of like Stuart Scott and you think of these guys that just have these catchphrases like Scott Van Pelt. Um is, is there anybody that you look up to, you know, whether it's in the sports cast arena that you're like that is whether announcer or just someone in front of the camera that you've always looked up to or it's kinda like your top you know or maybe you pick something up from? Yeah, I mean I, I don't think I really I don't think there was one particular person that I've always... I did. I was always a big Dan Patrick and yep. Keith Olbermann family because they would always do the shows, their sports shows together. Yeah. Not saying I took like In Fuego. They used to say that one yeah. a lot and stuff like that. I'm not saying I took those, but um, I think just watching those guys and stuff like that, you know, I, I think I was just, again, not... I was learning without learning because yep. I was like, I'm, I'm realizing I'm watching what they're doing because you, you want to be entertaining too. It wasn't... Sometimes you don't want to be just straightforward. This guy went down and scored a goal. And then this time, you know, you, you know, you want to have a little fun with it. You want to throw in a joke here and there. They're occasionally, I think some, I think some people will go try to go overboard and they yeah. become what actually my dad will say. And it's, it's true. He little, he's a little too ESPN-y is what he'll say. And cause he's trying to be overly, yeah. you know, and, and I get, I, a lot of viewers will tell me viewers are very smart. They know they can pick up on what someone in. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough that most people tell me I do a fairly good job, you know, and not saying I'm perfect every time, but I, I try to throw in a, I try to be a little humorous and have some fun because I'm very yeah. laid back and I like to have fun all the time. And sometimes I'll, it's, it's sometimes I'll throw it in a show. And as I'm saying it live on air, all of a sudden I wrote it and it was funny and I'm saying it on air and I'm like, and, and while I'm still talking in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, that didn't land well. I didn't like that. And I'll watch it back. I'm like, yeah, it didn't come across online or on, on air as, as well as I thought it would. So, you know, it's all sometimes. Have you ever scrapped a joke midway through? You're like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do it. Just yeah. Like, I think occasionally here and there, I, I, I will say to some, sometimes to people like, hey, guys, I have a question. And I'll read it out loud to the newsroom and be like, you know, I'll read the, that the line for that highlight. And I'll know probably what I'm going to hear. And they're like, and then they're like, if my producer's like, if you have to ask us if you should, if you should say that on air, you already know you probably should not say that on air. I, I was going to say, it's kind of like a, like a bad dad joke or something. That's yeah. just, you know, it's just going to be like a, a real... Uh, Which I would probably work in and probably have grunt. done occasionally, but yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember the show... I think it was on ESPN when they did like a reality show to try to find a sports host. Yes. And I don't remember what it was called, but I just remember it was kind of like, you know, just, I, I'm assuming these were people from like smaller news stations sure. that were trying out, yeah. but it was, uh, I just remember watching it. It was pretty cool because you saw like the behind the scenes of what they were doing. This yep. is so long ago. Again, I don't know the name of it, but I just didn't, like when you go and like interview for stuff and you said if a newscast position opens up, like people flock to it. Yeah. Um, do Is that more... Does it happen because of the region? Does it just happen because it's a very valuable gig? Like, I think it's it's actually a hard gig to get into, um, and partly because more and more stations uh, nationwide have started to, especially in bigger markets like bigger cities and such, but have started to almost get rid of or scrap their sports departments, and um, it's so it's kind of a smaller market thing now. I think. And uh, there was times I would have used to have to fight to try to get more to be local because not everyone wanted that. And um, 
So I think a lot of people are having trouble finding it because more and more stations are getting rid of it. And they'll, what they'll do is if, if, they're, if a big story, sports story happens, it's going to be national. It's almost never going to be. I mean, a lot of those places, they don't even cover their state championships and stuff like that. So yeah. they'll, But if their team wins because they're in a bigger city, they probably have a professional team. That team wins a championship. They'll just have their, when their news anchors read it and say, hey, so-and-so won the Super Bowl, and, and congrats to them. And you know, it's a small little something, whatever. And, but... But um, as far, but that's why I think why so many people are well. F- as soon as a job opening comes up, everyone's trying to get in because the openings don't always come around that much often. Because some of the those openings, those doors are closing from, you know, once they once a spot opens, they're not going to refit. They're not going to fill it. So you, you've been pretty lucky. You haven't had the travel then. You've been able to stay in the region. Yeah, and, and I oh I got yeah I got pretty, I got pretty lucky. Um, you know, as far as I mean, I started as production assistant going in at 4 a.m. at, you know, and I first started in TV and, you know, kind of paid my dues per se. I was, I am not a morning person. So I was never, I was never a morning person. So all of a sudden I'm, you know, getting up at four, you know, for four in the morning and working till one in the afternoon. And that was a weird shift for me and stuff. But, but I got my, you know, got my foot in the door and, you know, I, and I tried to, I asked questions. I tried to learn stuff and, you know, and things like that. And, Eventually, you know, like I said before, I got the chance to be asked to, to be the fill-in guy, and that only propelled from there. Um, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I have. Yeah, it's really funny you say this, and it's funny that we're, you know, because I know, I, I know we, you guys reached out to me a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, and it's so funny because in the meantime, I've always wanted to do one. I've, I actually talked about it, especially since COVID um, happened, you know, because again, things were, you know, there were things were happening, people were home, and you know, stuff like that, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to do something like that, and. Uh, I've had a lot of people just in the last couple of weeks, just coincidentally ask me and I had someone ask me and I haven't even asked him this. So if he ever ends up listening, maybe this is how he'll find out. Someone said that they think my dad and I should do one. Yeah. I was, I'm going to ask about your dad. In yeah. A bit, but and yeah, I'm like, I don't know that he'd want to, but I'm like, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing. It'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I actually think, and I just said this last night to someone that, uh, a lot of Cardinal hockey fans would probably love that. Not, not saying that that would be the the theme, you know, but it, I mean, his the, voice still comes to me when I think of Cardinal hockey, right? Like just yeah. growing up, yeah. Just um, the the reason I say it, I've had a couple people that I mean, I think anybody can do a podcast. I mean, I, I don't really have a theme to my podcast, but there's people that um, like Matt Boyer who does the ghost tours. I'm like, you got to do a history podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of almost like a Dan Carlin, but you could you know you could go long, go short, it doesn't matter. Right. But local history, then I think of someone like you that likes sports, media background. It's kind of like you, like you. Uh, what were you saying, Colin Cowherd, before you got here? Yeah, that what, him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he goes three hours by. I mean, I know he's got people that look up stats and sure. stuff, but that yeah. guy fills three hours and yeah. just rants on about. And he's very good. He's, I think, very knowledgeable. I mean, I know he's a. Uh, it's like anybody else. You have you either agree or disagree with stuff, but I think a lot of it is he's got to fill time, and I think he does a great job. And I think if you, I don't know. I just think that was something that you could. I always find that if people have an interest and it's a popular thing, like people love sports, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a local, there's no local sports cast, sports podcast that I know of. I don't think so. That's part of it. And that's what and I would, it, it would be more, be more interested in going towards too. Yeah. And it'd be like a local one. So you could talk about, I mean, you could do whatever you wanted, but sure. I'm like, to me, if you start doing regional or just cover, you know, Plattsburgh sports or start covering local sports, I mean, you could, you could really just build a whole thing off of seasons and different players. And oh, yeah. I, I think it's cool. And then you can do it on your own time. So it's like, right. Yeah, just something I I was like I, I'll pick your brain more after after we're done. Here. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you all the all the tools. <laughs> Actually, someone reached out to me. I think I'm talking to them in a couple of days. Um, they're doing a podcast. I've had people ask me about it. It's mm-hmm. really not hard to set up, and I think you know it's easier to ask somebody. I did some like Google research. You know, this was seven years ago. I'm just kidding, five years ago. But back in 18, I, I 
you know, learn some stuff. And a lot of it's just trial and error. Right. But I'll be honest, what I do is about as basic as it gets. So like anybody can replicate it. Mm. People are like, oh, does it take long to put it up? I'm like, I can put this. It takes me longer actually to do the social media posts around it than it does to upload. It right. takes me maybe five, three to five minutes to upload the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't edit it. Because I'm just like, unless someone said something absolutely crazy, 255 episodes has never happened. So it's yep. just, it's very easy. I mean, I'll try not to break your streak then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you got you to go pretty off the cuff. You need a, a big cancel moment, but we might keep it in. You'll get the ratings up. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, so actually, so speaking of your dad, so, um, so t- t- again, how would people know your dad? I'm going to let you tell the story because it'd be more heartfelt coming from you than me. But your dad, North Country, I'm going to say icon. At least his voice is iconic. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's you know a great guy. I don't know him personally, but um, people have heard his voice at some right. point in time. Yeah, I mean, he started – it's funny because he actually uh, ended up in Plattsburgh by accident. And uh, he was supposed to uh, – was. What's, what's his real name? Uh, Alan. Okay. No one – I don't know if it's anyone Ducky, knows right? that. Yeah, but everyone calls him Ducky. Yeah. yeah. Am I saying, am I, that's, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yep, there it is. He there, retired in 2014? It's been 10 years. This is the 10th wow. year since he's been gone because this is the 50th season of, of Cardinal Hockey. Yep, and he did 40, the first 40. It's wild too. I never knew his name. Yep. I, no, Al, I never knew the, his real actually, name. Actually, the funny thing is, anyone that listens to this, you would probably just like, that's a fun blew everyone's mind. That's Everyone's a fun like, fact. wait, that's, that's his real name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way his name's Ducky. But, right, yeah. But how did he get the name Ducky? So Drake is a mallard or a male duck. It's okay. pretty much that simple. And wow. I guess we, way back when, you know, someone had, you know, as, came, as young knew ch- that and found out about it when he was a lot younger starting out in the area. And, and uh, yeah, and he started doing That's Cardinal so- Hockey. Their first year was, uh, so I'm trying to remember, is it like the 73-74 season? I think is what it was, 1973-74 season. They weren't actually officially, I don't, I believe, and I want to, I'm almost 100% sure this is all right, but... Um, they weren't, I don't think they were officially, I don't know, not varsity is not the word, but like a sanctioned team right yeah, away. I think they were more yeah. club. I think they were more club for a yeah. year or two and then, Sounds you know, right. and then became what they are now. And, um, and he's just, he's was the first to do it and he just kept doing it. And, and I remember the day that he told me he was going to retire. He actually was retiring from basically the business in this, in a sense. And, okay. and I remember we were at lunch and I said, you know, you've only done 39 years of hockey. So, of course, he did, you know, I'm not saying I'm the reason. I think he knew in the back of his mind. He, he did kind of know and stuff. So, you know, he did do that 40th season, which is, you know, which, and then Bob Emery did a really nice thing at the end. He told me ahead of time, and they, all the guys came out with warm-up jerseys for his last home game, for the regu- last regular season home game against Oswego, of course, which yeah. is always a big game yeah. anyway. Yeah. And they all came out with, number, with 40s on their back. That's so cool. And so here he is. He's doing, you know, and he's still working his way through the pregame show. And he's, he said he looked down, and he's like, I'm like, I'm not going to know who these guys are. They're all wearing the same number. What's going on? And he didn't quite pick up on what was going on yet. And then I know, you know, again, they, did they have Drake on the back too. They did. Yeah. So I actually, cool. I grabbed, so they auctioned him off. I bought one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah. And he's got one that hangs in his living room. It's all, they got, gave him one. that's all framed. Yeah, and yeah. That night they actually had him come down and center ice and, so cool. and recognize him and stuff. But I had, he didn't know for a long time that people would bring their Walkman or radios or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, listen during the game, listen while they're at the game. Yeah, absolutely. and I remember he the first time he said it to me, he goes, well, "They're at the game. Why are they listening to me?" Mm-hmm. You know, but it, they said that everyone says, like, "Oh no, he just paints such a better, it's such a great picture that it just makes more sense." I remember about. going as a kid and I would see people like that, and I have the same thing. I'm like, "What are they listening to?" And someone's like, "Oh, they're listening to Wiry." And I yeah. was like, and again, I was like, "Why?" And as I got older, and a lot of it you you had mentioned before with. Um, 
uh, Yankee baseball. I'm not a Yankee baseball fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a Montreal Expos fan. So yeah. I've basically stopped following baseball in 04. But um, I loved listening to John Sterling talk. Mm-hmm. And I think and it was the same thing. Like I would be going, I'd be driving to like work and stuff. This was I mean, years ago. Uh, before Bluetooth and everything else in the car, and I would just turn it on and listen to Yankee games just yeah. because I, his voice was just soothing, and I don't I know it was just weird, but it was like a very calming voice. And I same thing, you know, calling the game. And I, now as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know what? I would have loved to have done that as a kid, but I mean, as right. a kid, you don't want to do it. But now I'd be yeah. like, I'd have no problem listening to it. Yeah, not, not many people actually grow. I don't think really grow up. You know, as a kid, and go, you know, when you're six, yeah. seven years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a play-by-play announcer. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not the first. But thing now you think, as an adult, you're like, that's actually, actually a pretty cool. But game. I, yeah, I think I think by the time people start becoming even late high school, early college, they are already thinking like, oh, actually, that would be a great gig. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're a sports guy. Um, so he, so I'm just kind of looking up. So called games in a so 1973. 1974. Okay, yep. Um, so he and he went to every away game. Or yeah. almost oh, every yeah. away he, game. He, oh yeah, he would travel with the team. He'd be on the bus with the team. He always had a seat up front. So I'm sure he got to he- hear and see some fun things that the, that oh, the guys yeah. had to be doing on the bus. But uh, And actually when Bob... And he so went Bob, to two national championships. Yep. Bo- um, one was in Minnesota, I think. Or at least a, a bit. At I least. think the old one team won at RIT because they beat oh, RIT. Oh, at finals. RIT. Yeah, okay. I but know. I don't know the 92, 91, 92 year. I don't know that one. Yeah, because the there no, there's no official home championship. I say no official yeah. because they had one they won at home back in 87, but that they were stripped of that one. So, yeah. But he, obviously, it was at the field house. But no one, most people don't know that happened because it's not even in the record books. It, what, why was it stripped? The 86-87 team actually played Oswego in the national championship Because I kind of vaguely know this. At but the I, field house, yep. And they um, – I don't know if I ever heard the official rules and regula- rules of why this happened. So there's another thing. Like don't – you know, maybe, maybe fact check me but on it was, this. But it was an NCAA sh- I actually heard event. it had something to do – yes. And I heard it had something to do with some, some – violations possibly with receiving gifts and stuff oh, this is only like what a i was Bush told thing yeah this is only what i was told yeah. i don't i can't you know i don't want to confirm that or in you know but yeah then again none of no one from the including my dad no one from the uh 86 87 team is, is associated with the uh with the team anymore so yeah <laughs> yeah the, i guess the pete roses of whatever yeah right uh, um yeah so i mean i just remember again i mean i guess from you growing up with them because how old are you now ken don't 47 so when he started doing it, you were what? Well, when An he infant, when he first started, right? I was not even exist. I didn't. Okay, so yeah. you were born yeah. after that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> growing up, like, what was your experience? Did you ever get to go like in the press box? Did you ever listen oh, yeah. to him as a kid? Oh yeah, I used to. Get, yeah, we used to get. I used to go, and I you know, and obviously I'd stay. You know, kid, you know, I'd have to wait around when the pregame or the postgame was over, and you know, I'd help him carry the equipment out and stuff. But yeah, I'd go. That's I'd so get cool. to go upstairs and stuff, and it was the old the old press box. It used to be across the yep. way where the current one was or is uh, behind the benches now. Is where where the benches Correct. are at. Yeah. There used to be a press box over there, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I used to get to go up there, and then it was weird. Well, not weird, but then it was you know all these years later. Now I'm there because now I'm working. Yeah. And now here I am videoing next to him, basically. You know, the game while he's talking about the game. Does he still go to the games? He still like a, a time from time to time. He doesn't make it to all of them. Like he, he, when he first when he first retired, he he was going pretty regularly. Yeah. Um. Now you know it's. It depends, you know, it depends on the night. Sometimes, you know, it's a better game or something, or you know, maybe a, maybe a Norwich or Middlebury comes over, you know, it's a little more of a, a rivalry type thing. Or yeah. of course the Oswego game occasionally, you know, and stuff like that. But he doesn't go to all of them as much as they used to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, I just remember you'd leave the parking lot and of course it was like a, 
It wasn't uh, a fast way to get out of the parking lot no. back then. So you just turn on wiring and you listen to the post game. Yeah. And I think everybody in the crowd was had on wiring. Like yeah. I think everybody leaving it's like if you weren't on thirteen forty listening to, you know, Ducky Drake do what you know, call whatever. And they always replayed the goals. Yeah. So yeah. it was and, you know, and he had a good animated like they score and I go like, oh and like so you know, I just again it was just very nostalgic, but it's so cool. Um did you ever go to any of the away games with him? Uh, or was that pretty one, much like once? I don't even remember where we were. I want to say it was in Massachusetts. I was still in school, then like high school type, you know. So I, I don't remember exactly where, when, or where we were, or whatever, or whatever. But I did travel with them one time, and I do remember um, we stayed in a hotel, and he would, you know, he'd begin and because people would always ask me, like, how does he remember all these things? How does he know all these players' names? How does? And we're talking about the visiting team. You know, after a while, yeah, of absolutely. course, you know the team you cover. Mm-hmm. But he he didn't very often have to look down and and look at, you know, number twenty four for Elmira. Where you don't, no one knows who that guy is. So he didn't, you know. And he, but I remember him kind of like he had some papers out and he he wrote things down. I think he was kind of like doing sure a little research and studying, and making sure he study. goes through the names and maybe there's names that you know. And I I still have this to this day is you know there's names I'll see on a, on a high school roster, and I'll be like, oh god. I'm going to mess that one up. That, that's like a tough one. So if I can, I'll try to ask, how do you say that person's name? And yeah. sometimes I have no choice. And I have to go on air. Phonetic spelling. Yeah. And there's times I've definitely gone on air and said it wrong. I, I had this one girl who played softball for Peru. I knew her grandparents. And she graduated. Or actually, like her last game ever. And her grandparents came up to me after the game. She was like, by the way, we never told you, but you've been saying her last name wrong this whole time. I'm like, I know you. You didn't correct me for like two years ago, so I'm like I always tell people I go please if I say it wrong let me know yeah, I will yeah. try to correct it the next time. And it's so tough, especially when you have some like Canadian like I say Canadian but like French Canadian names and yeah. sometimes they just like pronunciate a little bit different. Yeah. There's people I know that when they say their name, I'm like I don't I've been saying it wrong and, and yep. then they're like yeah, it's okay they don't they don't correct right, it right so yeah. It's, it's like with me, the amount of people that will say something to me or misspell my name, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not, I, I will it's say okay. I always prefer people to tell me in person, mostly because I want to hear them say it. Yeah. If they they send me an email, I still feel like I need to be 100% sure. Okay, you're sending it to me in this. You're telling me to say it this way. I still want to kind of hear you say it so I know I'm 100% saying it the way you're trying to correct me. Um, so. how, how is it? So I've kind of used this, you know, analogy sometimes when business and, and stuff but when you um like being a newscaster in a small area like this you're probably as close to a celebrity locally as you could probably get just because people see you because i mean you look i mean if you say like who's the most recognizable person in you know the north country i would argue that you know maybe the top five people a couple of them are newscasters of some sort yeah, that are recognizable do you get do you find that weird, like when you go places, people are like that's Ken, that's Ken, or it used to. Uh, I think now I go to you know anywhere I go now I go fairly regularly enough that everyone already just either already knew who I was beforehand yeah. or knows who I am now. And and I think early on when I was it was it was weird because I I would be go I'd go out to you know a restaurant or anywhere with some friends or whatever, and some people would actually come up to me. I've had people ask to take a picture with me, which I always thought was weird. Yeah, yeah. Anytime everyone said the word celebrity, I always make a face like, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I, I guess I appreciate it, but I don't know if that's necessarily you know, true. But I, I always jokingly say, you know, there's, I'm like an F-list celebrity. Like it's way down there. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's not, but I would, and it, I'll always remember there was one time, um, there's two people over at a table a little ways away. 
and I just happen to look over at this, you know, just kind of looking around while I'm talking to people. And, and I look over and just happen to see at the same time, I see this one girl, and I say to her husband, boyfriend, I don't know what you're and she whispers something to him. And he turns around, he looks at me, he looks back at her and shakes his head, yes. So I'm thinking, I'm assuming this, because they were looking, and like, they were like, is that Kendrick? It looks like it, you know, type thing and stuff like that. And I always thought that was a little bit weird. I'm like, I don't know. But I mean, I, I will always say that for that reason, not that I'm, I'm not a crazy daredevil guy to begin with, but I will say that for the most part, I do tend to try to be a little extra cautious of what I, you know, if I'm out in public. You yeah. Know, because you never know. Yeah. You do one little funny thing that someone takes the wrong way or something, and all of a sudden, you know. Or someone up. takes a video of you and like, here's the newscast. Well, I've like, always said too, I said, you know, phones have completely changed everyone's lives to begin with. But yeah. now anyone can pull out a phone and take a quick picture or something and, and take it out of context and some, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't, yeah, because you always see that. And it, was, it was funny. I was at the uh, Plastic State uh, basketball game last weekend and a couple little kids run up to the players and get their autograph yeah. after the game. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 and I remember as a kid, like the skate with the Cardinals, you get the autographs and the yep. program and stuff. And, and now you start to know some of the guys that you got autographs as a kid because yeah. you're just a little guy. But it's like, especially what you like, I'm sure like little kids are like, oh my God, I, he's the guy I see on, like I, I run ads on YouTube and people are like, I see you on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but it's the same idea. It's like, oh, now you're this known person and people will like stop me. Like, Hey, I, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like. Probably from YouTube or like well, probably from the news. Well, that's what that's the funny thing is I will get that sometimes. Some people, I'll be talking to someone and they're like, I'm really sorry, but you look so familiar and I can't place why. And I'll kind of like, I don't like to, I don't purposely like to go, well, I'm on the news. You know, I don't do that. I'm like, and I'll kind of like, I'm not going to make them like think about it for a while. I'm, I'm like, do you watch, do you watch TV? I'll always say just TV first. And some will pick it up right away. Yeah. And some will like, you know, yes or no or whatever. I'm like, well, do you watch local news or whatever and then they'll start to get the idea like oh yes okay yeah so I, I think there was i forgot who it was it was two actors and one of them was matt damon and i can't remember if it was someone mix, mistaken matt damon for another actor so like oh my god that's you know ben affleck or whatever mm-hmm. and, it, and it's matt damon so matt actually like signed the autograph ben affleck and just gave it to the kid because <laughs> they didn't know who it was so it's like, right but it's just kind of funny because I think at that point they're like, I, this is useless. Like, here, here's my, my right. thing, but I'll yeah. sign it, whoever. Um, so question I had. So sports memorabilia collecting, mm-hmm. is this a hobby, interest, or hidden talent? You know, are you talented at finding good good deals? Or good? Uh, I don't know. Probably not that. Uh, <laughs> that started actually mostly with my dad. Um, for, for me, he's, he's got so much great stuff. And there's an actual baseball room, we call it. Um, it's, now, what's his team? Yankees? He's Red Sox. Red Sox, okay. Yeah. Um, so he, he's got a lot, but he, he is all sorts of Hall of, Basically, if you're a Hall of Famer, he probably has at least some, one or two things of you, if not 10 or 12. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, when, some, when, an athlete, when a Hall of Famer passes away, yeah. one of the first things he does is he'll look and go, oh, how many did I have of that? And he, he actually will sometimes do a little shrine to that particular person, which is cool, some That's of the wild. memorabilia he has. But, but yeah, he's been collecting stuff for a long time. I've... I've jumped on that you know in the last 10 or so years um i'm actually a, a mets fan okay and well, i apologize on that that's yeah <laughs> and i know for the most part that's never a good thing that are fun to i mean i'm an expos and... fan so we never did any better but, right yeah. um but so i bring that up because i started collecting the 1986 the last world series yep. they won was 1986 a lot of great players on that team and i started collecting baseballs signed by each individual player that was on that team 
Wow. Now, each each individual baseball, not like some people do an entire team on yep. a baseball. I do each one has to be their own, and it has to be not only their autograph, but it has to at least say 86 World Series champs, 86. I have some that say 86 WS, you know, champs. So you some, have to some be right form, on there. Some form of recognizing they were also on that team. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I've got most of them. I'm pretty close. Really? I'm, I'm bringing up an. Uh, I can tell oh, you. This the, is going to be a throwback. Oh, yeah. This, some, is, this is before my time, but some of these guys definitely played long enough that I would have known their names. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely some good ones on there. I think Gary Carter's the only Hall of Famer on that team. He, and he was the toughest to get because he had passed away before I got it. But I found his in oh, a shop. In okay. a shop in Cooperstown. My dad and I go to Cooperstown for almost every year now for Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And, uh, and it was, um, they had one that said Gary Carter, 86 World Series champs. And I'm like, well, I got to get this. I mean, I may never see this again. Actually, I think he's the only one that, of the players that has passed. One of their coaches actually just passed. I'm, I'm wondering what the because Gary Carter is bold, so I'm wondering because Dwight Gooden too, and he was obviously. I have a Gooden one. Uh, the biggest name on that list that I Lenny Dystra. Wow, I have two Lenny Dystras. I forgot that I had him already. So Daryl Strawberry. I have a Daryl Strawberry. I got a picture with him. He was he was my favorite player at the on that team. Uh, the the one I don't have, and a lot of Seinfeld fans, I guess, might appreciate this. I do not have Keith Hernandez. He might be the—he's easily the biggest name I don't have. Um, Never able to track. Is he live? So yeah, he actually still he actually he does play by play for the Mets games. So oh, I mean, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. So okay. um, yeah. yeah. So it's just one of those. I have an autograph of him on a bat, but not uh, which I got in Montreal actually at an Expos game. Uh, but I do not have him on a baseball like I have with the rest of the guys. Although after him, it's down to a lot of obscure guys, like that relief pitcher that only pitched like six innings. But or you're something. trying to get all these guys. I'm trying to get them all. How and do you track them down? It's not easy. I've gotten, I would say I've gotten more, uh, I've had to buy more of them in a shop or something. It's, again, in Cooperstown, they all come with the certificate of authenticity and yep. such. But um, I've only gotten, I've probably only gotten a handful in person, unfortunately. But some of them have visited Cooperstown, which is great. That's I've so gotten cool. Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden in person, Lenny Dykstra in person, but twice. Apparently, I mean, he's memorable enough. I don't know how so that's obviously the goal is to get it in person. I'd love to get him in person. Yeah. Sure. Uh, George Foster wasn't actually got traded during that year. And he was but on the team, but he got a ring. I said, it's kind of one of those things. If you got a ring, then I want. Oh, you get a ring if you, even, even if you're as long as you're parted on. As long as you're, if you're a part of that team at any time, you could play one game. I didn't know. If that. you were part of that team, you still get a ring. Is that I, consistent across all, pretty much all sports? I believe so. I looked it up for oh, baseball. I never knew yeah. that. So George Foster got traded during that season, okay. and he was in Cooperstown and signing autographs. But he was those. He was very, very well known as a hall, uh, uh, not a hall of famer, but um, as a Cincinnati Red, big time player for them. And I said to my dad, I'm like, I really want to get him. Michael, but he got traded that year. He kind of I'm like, I don't know if he's going to. And so I asked someone ahead of time, like, oh, yeah. And, of course, it was a little bit of if you pay him, he'll put whatever you want on that baseball. Yeah. So, and he did. He signed it, and he was really nice about it. Actually, he didn't give me, give me a hard time or anything. So, Do you uh, – I mean, how many of these guys do you recognize? Or is it only like when you stumble across them and you're like, that's that guy? It's uh, – so I got five of them recently, uh, a couple – year and a half ago or so um they were doing a five but there was about five of them that were doing a signing uh down near down new york city okay. i was going went down, kind of went to thing went down for a down game. city yeah went down to a game and stuff yep. and they happened to be nearby at a local college local community college or something they had a they had a big memorabilia card show thing and then seven or eight different players were signing autographs that day as well and five of them I didn't have yet. So I'm thinking, oh, this is like a jackpot. I can get five in one shot and actually get them in person. And they all have to be on, on a baseball? 
Yep. Okay. I was gambling at baseball. And so um, it was funny because you said, you know, how many do I recognize? And of course, 86 was not yesterday. Yeah. You know, at yeah, this point, say, these guys are old, 37 right? years ago now. So, um, I mean, these guys are all mid-60s now. Yeah, most of them, when I see them, I they still resemble what they looked like. Obviously, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. There was one or two that I look at and go, ooh, he didn't age quite as well as some do. But... <laughs> But for the most part, they all look pretty much like they, you know, they did. Yeah. Um, speaking of '86, I remember going to a Vermont. Uh, it might have even been Expos at the time before the Lake Monsters, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Bill Buckner was there because I really okay. Did Bill play for in that farm system at one point? There had to be some reason he was connected to the team. I don't. I don't possibly. Um, I know that the Vermont Expos slash Lake Monsters, you know, organization has had some ties to, obviously, they're a New England state. So they I think they have brought it. They've had the word, like, when the Red Sox went, started winning some World Series, uh, you know, four and, and, and oh, seven and so on. And I know they did end up having days where the, those trophies would be at Centennial Field. Yeah. So th- I think they've they've kind of still, even though they were never affiliated with the Red Sox, I don't think, because they also were affiliated with the Reds and the Mariners way back in the day. Ken Griffey Jr. played here for like a week and a half. Barry Larkin uh, the, played here for a summer. What are they tied with right now? Is They're there... no longer affiliated. Okay. Um, they were affiliated with Oakland most recently. Oakland, yeah, because that was the last and, one I remember. And I believe it's now been two or three seasons. I should know this, but... Uh, at least two years that they have no longer been affiliated. They've actually joined the Futures League, which is mostly a, a higher, sort of higher tier, college summer league. But they, but they've but they always were, tried to keep. They've always tried to keep some kind of Red Sox roots, if you will, to it. They were single so, A though, right? Or were they double? They were double. So going way back um, for the, the the there was the Vermont Reds and there were the Vermont Mariners. We're talking going back to the eighties and yeah, the nineties. Um, they were double A at one time. The when the Montreal Expos were affili- affiliated with them, and then the Oakland Athletics, they were a single A. Uh, was it single A short season? Is what it's considered, which okay. was the lowest of all of them. And actually, part of the reason they're no longer affiliated is three or four years ago, Major League Baseball decided they wanted to cut down across the board for all thirty teams, and you're only allowed to have. I think every team had like six minor league teams. Yeah, and you, of course, you work as you worked away up the Triple A. That's as close you wanted to get, you know, or you could get before going to the majors. Mm-hmm. And they kind of cut all that back. So unfortunately, you know, for the Oakland organization at the time, that was one of the ones that they had to cut. So um, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. The, um, I mean, Vermont Lake Monsters still it's, it's they fun still baseball. draw they still draw very well. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a you know you want it, it's not a bad price to go catch for you know a summer a game in the summer and um and but yeah their fans are coming out and they do have a lot they actually start to have a started to have a lot of local guys more Vermont guys of course but on the team too so that brings in some people too but yeah it's a fun you know it's a fun atmosphere and stuff for uh, anyone that wants to go check out a game in the summer and we ended up uh, so Bill Buckner was there so I, I have an autograph of Bill Buckner on a baseball someplace that I think it's still at my parents' house but what is what is your favorite autograph. Like that collectively, I mean, obviously collectively, that's that's your right. You know, that's the goal. Is any of those stick out as your favorite, or do you have someone else? Like- yeah, I I will say really quick, I have Bill Buckner as well, but I it's signed by both Bill Buckner and Mookie Wilson. Wow, which is okay. interesting because of the whole play in the '86 where yeah. the ball went. Mookie Wilson Who signed it first. I said that to my dad when he gave it to me. I said I'm going to guess Bill Buckner signed this first. <laughs> that's that's what would have been my but, guess. Yeah. So I do have that, which is kind of funny. But no, my my easily my favorite autograph, and this is. Another thing that's probably just this is, you know, you asked me earlier about one of my biggest moments as far as, you know, yeah. things I've gotten to do through my job. 
Um, I actually jokingly tell people sometimes I peaked when I was six weeks old. Okay. When I was six weeks old, Hank Aaron was wow. playing at in Cooperstown, Double Day Field, Hall of Fame weekend. My dad actually went down because he was working. He was doing radio. Wow. For um, for you know at at the event, and um, my mom was there, and I was there obviously too. And um, there's a picture of Hank Aaron holding me at six weeks old That's in front wild. of the dugout. And he's in full uniform, and he's just kind of going like this. And um, we have gotten it signed since the picture, and, and my dad got one blown up, and actually got a got it that one signed as well, and stuff. So I mean, that's oh my god. So I always say, oh, I, absolutely, I, I got to be held by the greatest home run hitter of all time. I stand by that still to this day, Barry Bonds. Sorry, yeah, but yeah, I uh, yeah, that's wow. that's obviously a pretty cool moment. One I'll never remember, but yeah. I got to see the picture. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh my, well, yeah. Well, that's um, I was gonna say I don't from like a memorabilia i've never collected memor- when i was a kid again a bunch of expos and stuff and i um i think the most I th- i'm trying to think of like some f- unique autographs i have one of the most unique ones i have charles barkley's autograph oh that's cool but i got it at a golf tournament okay which yeah, is well, weird because he's a big golfer but yeah. i just remember i go so when i was a kid i i still love golf but i went to a few majors as a kid and uh i mean my all-time favorite baseball player is vlad guerrero vladimir mm-hmm. and actually he's the only autograph i have at this building i have a bat in there that he signed at the hall of fame in uh 2018 um but i have a bunch when he was a kid, you know playing with the expos but charles barkley we were at uh baltistraw which is a golf course in new jersey for the uh 2000 i think it was five pga and we were walking, and he just happened to stop, and Charles Barkley cut across. We were basically going like this because he was walking to, like, the TNT media tent or something because he was doing whatever, probably just jokingly doing play-by-play or whatever. And uh, he stopped, and obviously a big guy, and signed the flag. So he's, he signed a golf flag that I have a bunch of other pros that signed it. And I, I think it was my dad asked him. He's like, how's the golf game? He said, <laughs> as he signed, he's like, not good. And just like handed it back. He was, he was nice though. He just kind of smirked and, and kind of had like a little chuckle. And he's like, yeah. not good. And then yeah. he kept walking. But that was like, I always think of uh, like when you think of like celebrity sightings, I don't, I've never run into a celebrity. You don't just like randomly run into them and they're not, pre- it wasn't like you bought a show or a ticket to go right. watch them. You weren't or, expecting to see, yeah. Yeah. And I even, like I went to like a Knicks basketball game and I remember seeing like a couple celebrities that were at the basketball game. I'm like, that doesn't count because right. they're like, you expect them to go to games sure. like that. Yeah. So Charles Barkley was probably the closest, even though it does make sense why he was there. But I just, out of context, I'm like, why would I ever see Charles Barkley at a golf tournament? Right. I mean, now he's more t- tied into golf, but still, that's kind of like a, he, he means a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a Hall oh, of yeah, Famer. Yeah. yeah, NBA, yeah. NBA, not PGA. Yeah. NBA, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. <laughs> he probably will make the PGA for some yeah. random reason. Right. But um, so then the other thing, um, useless trivia was your other thing that you have. Are you a trivia guy? Uh, I when you say useless trivia, is this like trivia games? Or if I just asked you a random thing, you're like, I probably, I probably won't know the answer. That's the okay. funny thing. Are you like a Jeopardy guy kind of? No, I'm definitely not that smart. Okay. Um, yeah, that, you know, I, I got through college and everything, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, if, if I, when and if I've ever watched Jeopardy, I'm the guy that maybe comes away with $500. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're in the red. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing well. Yeah. I, uh, I, I watch kids Jeopardy, the, the juniors or whatever I, they call I it. I thrive on those. I'm not great. At, well, I'm better on that, but yeah. I'm not, some, some, I'm, those kids can beat me as well. I also get excited. I'm like, I might know a couple of these and. No, useless trivia. I, I feel like. And I couldn't even give you one off the top of my head because ever since I put that on there, I've actually been trying to think, I'm like, 
I, Casey asked me if I should come up with something, and I can't. This is or your the, this is your teleprompter where you're like, shoot, I shouldn't have put that in the show notes. Right, right? Notes. I, I should cross that yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, but it's just one of those things where like all of a sudden out of nowhere, someone will bring up something, and I'll just say, oh yeah, wasn't it this this? And like, how would you know that? That's so weird. You're do, random. Do you think it's a guy thing because? My wife will sometimes be like, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I, you retain dumb stuff. And like, there's so, like, I'll hear something. I'm like, did you know? I just like, uh, same thing. I, on the spot, I won't know. But like a random fact that people be like, how would you actually know that? And I'm like, I don't know. But I know it. And it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make your life any better. But for a second, I'm like, there's your fun fact of the day. Yeah. And I say that almost every day, some random thing. And I and that's just it. You know, like you said, I, I, I can't – on the spot, I probably can't come up with it. But just organically, it will come yeah. out. And and so that's when someone will go, that's so random. Why would, you know, how would you know that? There, there was something the other day I heard where like you – it was a something with your body. You can't do – it was you couldn't do something with like either plugging – oh, you can't hum if you plug your nose. Okay. Which is random. So you try doing it. And sure. You're like, God, I can't actually do it. Right. But it's like something that you would never know. I'm like, by the way, you can't hum when yeah. you, pl- you plug your nose. Like you just pinch your nose. And that that would be something I would say every day. And you'd be like, well, how how did – one, how did it come up in conversation? Two, where would you find that out? Who's, who's the know, first person know. that tried that and didn't realize that? I, but yeah. I, I think about that all the time. I'm like everything that's happened in the world, somebody was like the test dummy for it. Yeah. And some are easy. But right. like who was the test dummy – for every food that was ever eaten. Because at some point, someone's like, this could go one of two ways. Right. And we're going to roll the dice. Or they just like fed it to a rat or something or a mouse. I was a par- fairly picky eater, when I was, especially when I was little. So I would not have been a good guinea pig for that. Yeah. I, I always think that. I'm like, who was, who was the first person? Like, first person that just tried to eat broccoli. Is it, is it kind of, I wonder if it's almost like when you're feeding a baby, like even baby food for the first time, you put it in their mouth and you almost, you kind of wait, wait for that reaction for that half second. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like when you go back and I, again think about this, like who was the first person that just thought of sports, like competition, right? Because you go back, I mean, it had to be someone, someone like, can you lift that, or can you, like, I can get there before you can. It's just some form of competition, and of course, yeah. each sport was invented by someone, mm-hmm. and from there they go, hey, this could be like a theme. You know, we're all competing in different things. And what's your favorite sport? Baseball. Is it always been? Yeah, I'd say probably you know, from a young age. Because yeah. um, I think ba- baseball. I'm still waiting for my pro career to start. It hasn't happened. I was gonna yeah. keep trying though. Yeah. I think you got it. The uh, <laughs> I, I think when like when I was a child, baseball was my thing. Again, I was a massive Expos fan. Still to this day, I'm an Expos fan. It's actually funny because the amount of people that I know from the late '90s, probably up until mid 2000s, is like I mean, you just played so many sports video games. I watched so many games. I followed all the teams. Now, if I was to name five players in the league of baseball, I think I'd be doing well. Because mm-hmm. I don't follow it. But I find that baseball is a slower sport, but I think there's something nostalgic about it. Yeah. And there's – it's the I, is it the longest-running sport, at least of the major sports? I would think so. Hockey might be up there. but Because um, I think just from a history standpoint, I think it has to do with statistics. Yeah. I'm a big statistics guy. Because there's too. so many records. and I mean, you, there's a lot of statistics in – I guess in every sport, but if you really look at it, I mean, there's there's almost too many in baseball. Yeah. Oh no, they 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 can give you talk about useless trivia, useless facts, and yeah, they, uh, there's there's things like when they'll tell they'll tell you, oh well, so and so is is uh, uh, undefeated when he pitches during the daytime in Texas in June. I mean, who pays attention? to that So I, I'm actually, do you know how they come up with those stats? 
Elias, well, in baseball's case, Elias Sports keeps track of anything that's ever happened in the you know since the so they just time plug into that and then they just will spit out a stat for them. Yep, and that's because it's, yeah. it's got to be automated. It's not like someone's like, hmm, we're in June. Like, what's fun? like a June stat I could pull up? Right, and it's also got to be relevant to the game. Sure. So like you just rent, let pull up a stat and be like, this guy one time hit you know three home runs and he's never hit a home run this game or a pitcher or something. Right. Um, I think. From a professional baseball standpoint, like my mind always goes back to again. I'm talking probably like a ten year span. I watched a lot of baseball. the The 1998 home run race sticks out. Sure. Then the World Series, which actually, not World Series, scratch that. I do know a lot of World Series stuff, but the perfect games, the back to back games um, seasons. So it was um, David Wells and David Cohn. Mm-hmm. So it was what 98, 99, I think. That's probably right. Yeah. Did you watch the Yogi Berra documentary? I have on not. Netflix. No. So they go into it, and I just remember when they started, you know, the documentary is amazing for anybody who wants to watch it, but they go and they start, and I didn't know the backstory as much on Yogi. I knew he was good, mm. you know, but he's obviously all time great, and I I didn't know the clash with Steinbrenner, and I didn't know all the stuff. So the first time, and I'm, I'm, it's history, folks. I'm not like ruining anybody's, uh, you know, spoiler alert here, <laughs> but the first time he came back to Yankee Stadium was on Yogi Berra Day. Okay, yeah. Which was the day David Cohn threw the perfect game. And oh. I'm watching, and which was funny, so I'm I'm watching the documentary with my wife and I'm sitting there and they're like, yep, Yogi Berra Day. And it was like, I don't know, July something, 1999 versus Montreal Expos. I remember he threw it, they threw it against the yep. Expos. And I remember stopping, I'm like, oh my God, this is David Cohn's perfect game. And my wife's like, how do you know that? I'm like, well, first off, I... Like this has been like ingrained in my head because I was you know big into baseball at the time, but I didn't realize that Don Larson and him both went out and they threw the ceremonial first pitch of that game, Yogi oh, Berra. So oh, Don so Larson funny. threw with the Yogi, and then they ended up you know, and they were actually down. I don't know where they were watching it, but they went into the locker room after the game, the two of them, and obviously perfect game. You know, uh, Don Larson being the only World Series perfect game, right? Kappa Yogi. Um, it, it was just it was incredible. To, I think you'd really like it, yeah. but. Um, it was just funny, like how much you remember, and I'm like, "Yep, I remember the last out was a pop up to third base." I'm like, "Sure enough, there it, you know." And it's uh, it's just funny what gets ingrained in your mind, especially sports. I think sports have a way of just like, and maybe this is like a dude thing, but I just you retain these little like nuances of sports, and like I just remember the bounce, the hop, the player, the the team, the jersey. I don't, I can't explain. It's it. It's like but. it's an unscripted. I mean, you know, for theater people, it's it's an unscripted show that's about to happen that. The, I mean, sure, yeah. if you go to a play or something, yeah, there's entertainment value to it. But you know what? I mean, the, the, the people involved know what's going to happen from the moment the curtain opens yeah. to, to, you know, this one. I mean, doesn't mean in this case it's a show. Not every show is a great one. Sometimes yeah. there's blowouts and bad games and all that stuff. But but there's always those moments then that just, like you said, you'll remember for specific well, reasons. And it's you never know when you, when you go to a game or watch a game that you could end up seeing history. So what? Because I think sports are unique in that. Because one, obviously, they tie people together. There's a competitive aspect. I think a lot of sports, though, like you, you, the football playoffs are going on right now. So you see like a team lose, you know, and or a team wins. So you take like Detroit. Detroit hasn't won in forever, and they win a game, and people are. I mean, there's literally like people treating that as a Super Bowl, and they literally just made the playoffs, which right. is wild. And then you have on the opposite end, you have like Philadelphia yesterday, like fans going crazy, and they played in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's people get tied to the team, and I think what happens is when you really start to un. I saw what what was the 
I think it was Detroit winning. And there was like grown men on the like in the stands crying. Yeah. Well, they had a it's, guy. There was a guy at the game who apparently had been like a season ticket holder since like crazy yeah. their inception, and he's now like eighty-seven years old or whatever. And they actually yeah. showed him. He he was practically a celebrity. You know, we're talking about how you know there's celebrities at games all the time. He yeah. might as well have been one because yeah. I mean I think they showed Eminem was there too. But yeah. but and then but you're right at the end of the game because they said it's been. 30 something years since they won a playoff game. Yeah. And you I they did show people doing that and probably partly because and I'll actually go back to the Red Sox in 04 winning the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, and that very well. There were so many Red Sox fans that thought they would never ever get to see that. Mm-hmm. And of course then it, they got hot and they went on a nice yeah. little run but but that was a huge deal like you didn't realize that you know losing you know, this curse of the Bambino or whatever, and, and yeah. losing in 86 to the Mets, and then, you know, to another, losing here, you know. Losing the uh, Yankees in 03. They, the year before on a walk-off home yeah, run. Aaron yeah, Boone, yep. And it was like this. And then even the year they finally win it. You talk about, you know, going back to theater and almost the yeah, curse. Yeah, down, down 3-0. They're down three games to nothing. No one's ever come back from that ever in history. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. So. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the nostalgia aspect of, if you think about a lot of sports, one, it could be your home team, which mm. is part of it. And like Detroit, like they're like, we just lose, and now we're winning. And it's like collectively, even the players, I think they interviewed one of the guys. It wasn't Jared Goff. It was, uh, I don't remember the name, but kind of a younger guy. I think he was probably a defender or a linebacker. He was and, from the area. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, area. I believe. Yes, yes, yes thank yep. you. Yeah, so, and he's basically like, you could see him getting emotional, and they started playing photo or showing photos of him in like Detroit Lions gear yeah. as a kid growing up. And here you win it, and you could, you could tell in his voice and stuff that it was like, Almost like his high school team winning. Like yeah. it was very weird because I mean, he's obviously like the pinnacle of sport of uh, football. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to do with your hometown. But there's a nostalgic aspect of like a lot of the teams I watch now were passed to me from my dad yeah. and were passed to him from his dad. And I think it just naturally happens because you grow up watching what your dad grew up watching. And then that you just somehow – and some kids, you know, deviate or, you know, you could be a Giants fan and start watching the Patriots because of Tom Brady and all right. that. But – there's a lot of people that just have this bond over generations. So, like, I think when a team wins, it's like, oh, especially these guys. Like, I grew up watching it with my grandpa, and he never watched it. So, I think, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of ties with sports because people c- connect to it like a community. And I think when you start unpacking the layers, and you can even do it on like a local level, like a high school team wins a state championship. Like, that's a big. I mean, I I went to Shay Z, so. Right. We've won a like take soccer won a lot. Yeah. I remember the first one. I remember all the years we went and didn't win. And like right. I remember, I remember rushing the. I, I was a ninth grade, I think, the first year we won. And I remember I was on the team. I remember rushing the field because mm-hmm. I knew a lot of guys on the team. But you were just sitting there with like your uncles and your grandparents and people that had played that like were there and like we've never done this before. And we like knocked on the door and then you see the Osceola Valley girls win. Mariah, you know, PHS soccer, Mariah basketball, like. There's some teams that win that have never have done it before, and it's so cool to see. And I think when you get to at least local, like local sports, I think everybody wants to beat each other for the most part. And I think once teams start to get to, like into the state playoffs, and maybe not at a younger age, but I think older people realize like they, everybody tr- now becomes an Osceola Valley, you know, sports fan when yep. they're in the state finals. Like because right. you're you at the end of the day you really root for the region. Yeah. I think in sports. Oh, I think yeah, a lot of t- a lot of people say, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, now they're our team now. We're gonna follow yeah. them and, and stuff like that. And and it's it is. It's really unique because and I've actually told people because I get to see it from both sides is, you know, so Vermont, 
for example, when their high school regular season ends, yep. they go r- right to a state tournament. They're a smaller state. Yeah. So they might have they have a 16 team bracket in some of them, and they'll whittle their way down, of course, to, to a state champion. Whereas New York, having been a bigger state, we have to have a region. You know, we're you know, yeah, we have to find out who's the best just in our area to then go into the state tournament and stuff like that. And, yeah. And I tell people, I said, I hate to take Shazy for granted because they're just so good. And it, I mean, Rob McAuliffe will tell you, one of their the day from day one of, of preseason. The goal is to get to the final four. And well, I'll, most, correct, I'll correct you. State championship. Like, well, but he, he's told me only final four, but I feel like yeah, he really wants to uh, say state championship. State, yeah. yeah, he's being modest. But yeah. I, but it, but the thing was the culture of that. It, it went to like get to the final four, and then it was like now. Then once you won, it was like we're trying to win every year. Yeah, and you could have a team that's not good, and they're like, well, we're not that good, and we want to try to get back to the final four. But I'm like in the back of their mind, it's state championship. But I think it's, it, and some people like. You could say what you want, but I think at a certain point, it's like anything in life. Like you raise the level, you raise your floor. Now your expectations. So I think a lot of, and you like seeing this. You know, I think all across the sports is that Section Seven sports has, in my opinion, has elevated tremendously over the last ten to fifteen years. I remember, you know, back when again when I played, I remember Peru um, winning the state championship, right in football. Football, yeah. Oh one, two thousand one. I believe is right. Yeah. Yeah, and then. I remember Mariah won a basketball one yep. early on in 2000s. Um, and I think the coach now is retiring. Had, that might have been one of his first years, right? Um, the Mariah yeah. basketball coach? Yeah, I think that's right. I went to one where they lost the championship game, I know, too. Because I mean, he, he's had right? a lot of good teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I'm trying to think who else. But, yeah, there we've... I was trying to remember at one point and try to go back and figure out how many team state championships we've had. I say team because there's also the individuals. Individual, yeah. For example, a, a track athlete might win a state championship individually. Of course, mm-hmm. the, the school they represent doesn't necessarily get the credit for it. But um, but it's it's not as many as people think. And at the same time, there's more than people think. It's kind of weird to say it that way. Yeah. No, I, I think some mean. people are like, oh, they well, they, you know, again, Shay Z, they, you know, they, and they won a lot. They've now won 10. I was at this one this past year. Yeah. And, yeah, you did a good job on that one. And too. that was that was just un. I mean, it's it's so. Un, I mean, again, we kind of take. It's unfortunate, and I feel bad to say this. We take. I feel like we take Shazy for granted a little because you just know that they're probably going to be in that final two to final game of the year. Yeah, it's just almost. And, and it, most schools are barely are hoping to get. Most schools are going to like. Our goal is to make it to the tournament. Yeah, their turn. They're like, forget just making it there. We we need to go beyond that. And I feel like we take it for granted a little bit, but. And yeah, they've won ten of the last. I actually counted. They've now won, including COVID not having a season. Mm-hmm. They're since their first ever, they've won ten of the last nineteen. Yeah, that is hard to do. I think when I had <laughs> Rob on the podcast, I think when I I looked up the stats at the time, he had a like a thirty three percent percentage of winning a state championship in all the years he coached, and that's not counting Final Four and stuff. But I, right. you know, and I think Rob, you know. I can't say enough good things about Rob. I mean, I grew up coached yeah. with him, and you know. But I think when you start to get to these players, like you t- mentioned, Northeastern, like Rob Guerin's the coach there. Rob coached me one year, and we won the sectional championship mm-hmm. in basketball. It it had only been done at Shazy, I think, like two times prior or three times prior in history, and it hasn't happened since. Right. And we were, I mean, we were athletes, but we, I mean, I'm gonna, I was middle of the pack there. Say, so I had some good athletes on my team. Um, but it really like that was coaching. And mm-hmm. when you start to look at, you know, certain coaches that year over year can produce, you know, 
he went to the boys team, won a bunch. Then he switched to the girls. Now they're winning. And you take the, you know, and I think, uh, you know, Mariah coach for basketball, I don't know his name, but he's done, you know, fantastic there. But you look at a lot of these coaches that really make a difference on teams. Um, I remember we played Chattagay in basketball and they were good every year. And they won the state championship, I think my senior year. Um, but same thing, just very well coached, very yeah. fundamentally sound, you know, weren't flashy plate. And I think Mariah is probably the same, not probably not a flashy team, but just fundamentally very good. I just got to see them play the other day. They are pretty good. I mean, the funny thing too is it's a bunch of football guys that are that are really good at football. A good football team, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're really good at basketball too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh and I mean, I watch uh, Plastic State right now, the basketball team, like Dylan Trombley's on the team. And he was, yeah. I, th- I I didn't know this at the time, but was like a reigning player of the year in the state and, you know, very good athlete. And I think he's a grad student now. But yeah, they, they produce just, I mean, when you start to see these like mini dynasties, or I guess you call them dynasties locally, but um, I just think the level gets raised every year. So when you start looking at, I mean, I think Section 7 is more competitive now than it's ever been. You start see, I mean... You, you could see like some teams always were the top team and now I see that they kind of bounce around a little bit yeah. more uh, which is which is cool you know it's kind of neat and I think from your perspective getting to see all these teams it's kind of you know you don't have like a favorite team like you try right. to be where, where'd you go to high school PHS? Plattsburgh, yeah. Um, so maybe you root a little bit for you know deep down in your heart but I always tell people I said uh, I said the schools are like my kids I root for them all yeah. to do well yeah but in the end, I don't mind seeing Plattsburgh win. Yeah, you know, it's not going to break your heart. Right, but, yeah. but I think like it's, it's kind of cool because I remember Joey LaFranca came on, and Joey does a lot of photography yeah. and stuff. And I asked Joey, and he's like – and I think Joey went to Seton. Yeah. But Joey said the same thing. He goes, you know what? He goes, it's kind of like I have all, like a lot of favorite teams. So I get spoiled because like when they go to the state – you know some teams are going to go to the state. So yeah. you, you get an extended season every season. Yep. Um, so, I mean, do you have a favorite sports season? Uh, favorite sports season? I'll tell you, not, I, know my, I know my least favorite, but I'll... I, I could tell you my least favorite, and it's not any team or sports fault, but it's the spring. Yeah, I'm the same. And it's because of the weather. That yeah. Largely the weather for me, because I, like I tell you, know, I said way earlier, I'm playing my schedule, you know, sometimes a week in advance or something, and all of a sudden I get to that day, and I don't know what's being played, because every field is washed out, because yeah. of the snow and the water. Uh, and then they rain. all get made up, and now you have six games on a night, and, and you're like, day, I can't get to these. Right. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite, I guess, basically of the other two between, you know, between, uh, fall and winter. I will say winter's the toughest slash busiest. Yeah, I agree. Um, longest it's the, it's the longest yep. and the end is the busiest. And it's always dark out. Yes. <laughs> you go in and come out, it's dark. I, I think my favorite, I've always loved the fall just because I was, you know, it's, you kind of get kicked into it. But I truly believe like the winter sports season is always the culmination of sports because it's one, it's in the middle, but I think everybody kind of like, I've always felt this, like when you get like the fall, you start in the uh, summer, you get into the fall, it's typically a shorter season. Yeah. And then you start to get to the winter sport. But I feel like people at that point, there's a difference between basketball, it's indoors, like soccer and football, which I love, but you're further out. And I feel like when it's basketball, people are more on top of you. It's more yeah. intimate. It's more... Um, you know, I think the spring season, number one, because it's the end of the school year and I think a lot of people are starting to check out and I think it doesn't carry as much weight and, and the seasons it's like you said, it's a short season that's condensed even more purely based on rescheduling. Yeah. Um, I just think the, I think this, you know, hockey, I think hockey's kind of the same way. Basketball's kind of the same way. Everybody's indoors on top of each other in a good way. Meaning it's just, it just feels more oh, I think loud. It adds the atmosphere. Yeah. 
Like for basketball game, atmosphere is tough to beat, in my uh, opinion. I actually went to – so Beekman Town, Saranac Boys Hockey are two of the best teams. in our, so They were last year, and they are again this year. And um, they played each other right before, like, right before the new year, right before the end, you know, end of the year. And they played AC North because that's Saranac's home ice, and that was, they okay. were the home team. Now, it's a small little rink for anyone. You know, yeah. I don't know been. It doesn't hold a lot There's of There's only people. seats on one side, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah. And yet that place was packed. Yeah. Every seat was taken. People were standing around the, the behind the goals and stuff like that. And you usually don't see that in a lot of high, high school hockey games. They did have another game shortly after that where they also did at a big event. And it was packed. And it was one of those things where you're like, it's almost too bad we couldn't use the field house. <laughs> so well, perfect transition. They're playing each other tonight at the field house. <laughs> are you going to that game? Yeah. Um, I was going to see if we can see. Yeah, I was trying to look for. Uh, but, yeah, I think when you look at. Um, you know, especially as a kid, when you start to go watch like the really good teams play, and you know, like I, one of my favorite is uh, section. Well, they don't do it anymore. I think at the oh no, do they? No, they don't at the field house. Where do they do sectionals for basketball now? Sectionals have been moved to Clinton Community. Okay, so yep. I remember them back at the field house, the yep. big bleachers. The amount of people that would pack that gym for sectional basketball was insane. And and again, I went to Shazy. Our teams didn't really make it that often, so usually just went and watched teams play. And right. I, you know, there's always like PHS Northeastern was always in there, and I, I have like. I just love the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Because high school basketball, but you go in there, I'm like, I feel like I'm at a college game right now. Like, and not like Placer State College. Like, I'm talking like, you almost feel like a D1 college school yeah. because there's just almost the entire communities, I mean, communities are there. Right. Well, there was the year that Plattsburgh High School hosted Glens Falls. And I the Gerard kid? The, and Gerard, Gerard came up. And yeah. everyone knew about it. I had never seen that place that busy. I, you know, you almost, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little, sure. But it was almost like you were at the Dome in Syracuse where he yeah. eventually was going because... You just you didn't they pull bleachers look, out for that? They too? had to pull extra bleachers for that and stuff, and it was just unbelievable um, in a good way. But it was like, oh wow! How many points did he score that game? Quite a bit. <laughs> I think he went over thirty. Yeah, high twenties at least, maybe thirty though. Yeah. yeah, he had one shot that uh, most kids wouldn't take, like a pretty deep three pointer. I remember you making it, and like, oh wow, probably routine. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's who's the from all the interviews you've had to do? Who? Is there an interview? Like, who's the most famous person you think you've interviewed, sports-wise? Ooh, most famous person? Like, well-known, yeah. I guess. I'm trying to think. I've interviewed. I've always tell people I've interviewed a lot of people of all ages and stuff, or you know, different different reasons and stuff. Um, I've gotten to interview some pro athletes, which is cool. Uh, Mike Ruzioni, I got to do. Yeah. A, I got to do a, a little walk around with him. He, him and his family returned to Lake Placid this this summer. This past summer. Oh, recently you did it. Just just this past couple couple months ago, and uh, and in fact, his daughter had never been. A oh, couple members cool. of his, his he had his grandchildren with him. Most had never been, and it's funny they walk. We walk into the so we get to do a little tour with him, and we're walking into the into the rink, and one of them goes, "Papa, is that your is that your rink?" He's up in the rafter. I mean, he's all yeah, on the board. Yeah, right? all the yeah, all the guys. And and you hear you hear the his wife go. Well, it's not our rink, <laughs> but it was just funny. Uh, I mean, he's definitely up there. Um, it just kind of you know because of the history that oh, he's he almost has. seventy now. Yeah, and wow. um, I've gotten to talk to a couple guys on that team, a couple pro athletes, which is really cool. Um, I've interviewed my dad when he really? retired. I did a I did a piece on him. Yep, the, the, that which was actually kind of interesting. And actually, the funny thing is. None of my whole life, obviously, at that point. I still learned things that during that interview, so that yeah. was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, it, I don't know if there's one that stands out, but there's been a lot of good ones. Yeah, I was going to say that the 1980 guys, just because of the area, has got to be, you know, I think if you interview any of those guys. I mean, they're, it's funny because 
Olympic hockey overall is like nowadays is it's I mean it's the Olympics still, but it's not as big of a deal as it was back then. Right. Um or at least the I guess the uh the magnitude of that victory. And I think um what was it? Was it Sports Illustrated? Someone ranked it like the greatest sports moment in history. Uh, now, obviously, it's a U.S. moment. Sure. But, yeah. I um, mean, I think it's it's funny because it's actually. I think it's kind of cool to hear people say that nationally. Yeah. And of course, it was for the nation. It was a U.S. It was USA hockey. Yeah. But it was interesting. I think it's 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 seen differently for a lot of people from from around here, especially people that were alive during the game or during that game, maybe even at that game. Did your dad go to it? I don't. I'm not sure that he did. I'm right? actually curious how how many people went to the game, like local people that we would have known. That, right. Like they're like, oh yeah, I was actually at the game. Well, so it's it's uh, it's funny because um, Taylor Viles, who's our, our other sports guy that I work with, was not even alive during the game, mm-hmm. and yet, and he ends up you know getting a job up in this area, and his father was at that game. That's crazy. so it's just kind of funny how it all ties in. Um, what it's I mean, one of my favorite sports movies of all time is Miracle. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's just you watch the movie too, and and I think they did a pretty good job on it. I liked it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I know I think a lot of the players were had some type of input in it, right? I think they did. Yeah. And I know I have going back again to DVDs, but I have the the DVD of it, and there's but there's bonus features and stuff on there that actually Herb Brooks was part of. He was part of some of the yeah, plan. and he and passed he, right he, before. They actually said it. I think near near the end of the movie, it says something like along the lines of. Uh, he didn't. He didn't live to see the movie, but he lived the. You know, lived the it was, moment, so, it was you know, very yeah. like tearjerker when you get to that point. Exactly. Like, oh god. Yeah, right. Because he passed away it, it was, in a car accident. Yes, he was in a car. It was yeah. during the, the movie. Obviously, it started production, but obviously it was not released yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I was gonna say the 1980 team. That's and and the jerseys too are iconic. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. it's it's like a, such a funny. Uh, it's so funny that it happened like right around here. But um, Ken, is there anything? I'm going to ask maybe one or two more questions, but is there anything in your sports career that's on your bucket list that you would like to do? Uh, I mean, going in, going into a, a major sports parade, like being in I the mean, parade that's, is still pretty cool. It's like, pretty cool. That, I've never, I've never been to like, a, I've never been to any form of a championship and I got to go to a world series, Stanley cup, super bowl. Um, as a fan, either yeah, as a fan at all, okay. or just either or, it'd be kind of cool to obviously go to some of that to do something like that. Um, that'd be probably one of my big ones, at least for a professional. I've done, uh, I've done almost all the All Star games, so that's almost done. I've done baseball All Star game, I've done the Pro Bowl, I've done the NHL All Star game. You've been to them. I've been to as, them. as a reporter, or as a fan. Uh, a, a fan is all of them. Kinda, okay. I kind of want to just enjoy the moments. Yeah, yeah. What, what All Star game did you go to? Uh, for. Baseball, City Field, the Mets hosted in 2013, 14, somewhere in there. Went to the Pro Bowl a couple of years, about four or five, about five years ago when they actually moved it to Orlando. Wasn't going to go to Hawaii as much as I'd love to go, just mm-hmm. a little pricey. Uh, I, although, but then, I, but then of all things, I went to the NHL All-Star Game in Los Angeles. So, of course, then I traveled across, across country to, to check one of those off the list as well. So. Uh, who's your hockey team? Bruins? Yeah, LA Kings, actually. So that's really? kind of cool. So the funny okay. thing is, I said I kind of want to do it. I'm on. So I went to the baseball all-star game as a Mets fan. I went to City Mets, Field. Yeah, yeah. NHL all-star game in Los Angeles. I'm a Kings fan. And and the Pro Bowl is never in a specific stadium yep. that's neutral. So I'll never have to, you know, MetLife's never going to host a Pro Bowl, most likely. So and, and They've in, hosted the Super Bowl. They have Mets. hosted the Super Bowl, yeah. actually. Yeah. Not a couple, the Pro Bowl. A handful of years ago, right? Like, yep. It wasn't long ago. 18, no. 19, something like that? Yeah, maybe maybe a little further, but not by a lot. Yeah. yeah. Within the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so I've never, I've not done the, so the funny thing is, 
I only went to my first NBA game ever three okay. three days ago. Really? Yep. I had never been to an NBA well, game until just a couple Where'd you go? Days. New York, Boston? Sh- Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. United or United Center? United Center, yeah. Uh, so it was the Ring of Honor, and they were supposed to, and they were all there enshrined. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Phil Johnson, Jerry Krause. Three days ago? Uh, on this past uh, Friday the 12th. Oh, wow. And so they were all there? No. That's what stunk st- st- of it. So, I, so we, I planned the whole thing. I'm like, you know what? This will be a bucket list thing. I've never done it. Oh this will be great. Yeah. We planned the whole thing. Get there. I'm at dinner, and I find out Michael Jordan. I'm in Chicago having yeah. dinner. Find out Michael Jordan's not coming. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding how, me. How, how, how does he not, not go to that? And he didn't. He said he sent a video thing and said, you know, sorry, I can't be there, or whatever. And then Dennis Rodman sent a video as well and said, sorry, I can't be there. Weather weather delayed. It kept me. I'm thinking, well, I got here. How <laughs> was weather a problem for you? Was Scotty on there? Scotty Pippen was not there. It was, it was kind of a downplayed thing. It was actually very surprising really? how the probably some of the biggest faces of the franchise are being inducted into this basically Hall of Fame. It's called Ring wow. of Honor, but, and we're there. I was, I was a little surprised how they did it on the the night they did it was against the Golden State Warriors, and they partly did that because yeah. Steve Kerr, who was part of the 72-win team, win team yeah. that whole team was inducted. So he was going to be there because, you know, he's the did head he get coach. in the Ring of Honor too? He was. Well, he gets to go as a team. As a, part, as a team. Okay. So I think they had 11 individuals, and they inducted the, the team that won 72 games, which at the time was the most in NBA history. So, I mean, it was still a cool moment. I got to see experience Steph that. and yeah. right? Steph Curry. Steph Curry, who did not play well until the fourth quarter, but yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, NBA, I've seen a couple of them. NBA games are – I don't follow the NBA that much, but actually seeing an NBA game because it's like – the players are pretty well known because there's yeah. only so many guys in like the league. Right, they're still fun games. Yeah, like I've you know I, I don't know I don't think I've been to Boston, but I've seen like the Nets. I saw you know the Knicks. I think I saw a random. I know I saw another random NBA game somewhere. I can't remember the team. You know when you just see like I've seen the Angels play at the Anaheim. It's like yep. when you're visiting the stadium, yeah. and you happen to go to a game. There's a couple of those. I saw the Ducks play hockey, like just random stuff. But uh, yeah, basketball is fun. That that's funny. So what's your basketball team? Is it? Bulls it's just Bulls. Drew, grew up on the Jordan yeah. bandwagon and you know stuck with them. I don't. I'll admit NBA is probably the one I follow the least. Um, yeah, as of the major sports. So you watched the Last Dance then? The of course. Yeah, yeah, I had to watch. I, mean, I had to watch that. Yeah, I put my Jordan jersey on and watched it. And yeah, yeah. Especially when that came out, that was the greatest sports documentary ever. That was oh, it was. So it came good. out during COVID. It was like they yeah. moved it up for COVID. And yes, I just, it was supposed to come out later in that summer, and they moved it up the yeah. spring. My dad and I it was. I think it was. They do two hours a night, or yeah, one, they did. Yeah. And my, I go to my dad's. We watch, we watch the the two hours they every were night. So good, yeah. And it was, it's one of those. I think it was like ten episodes. I'm like, I would rewatch all of them. I haven't rewatched them, but I really need to, especially yeah. now having gone to that. I'm like, now I want to watch them again. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool when you just saw like them smoking like in the dre- like the training room after the game, drinking beer. I'm yeah. like, just a totally different culture. And Jordan, but... Jordan bets on everything, including throwing things across the room. <laughs> I, I know. When the uh, I was watching. Uh, did you see the? There was a sports clip the other day, speaking about gambling, um, when Tiger Woods drove the ball off his knees. Did you see that clip? No. So he was play- there was these guys that do kind of like sports, uh, golf sports thing for Barstool, and they were they basically had like a little segment with Tiger, and they're all big fans of Tiger and stuff. So he gets up, and he's like, I'm, and I just saw this clip online, and they're like, he's like, let's do a long drive competition. So the guy's like, okay. And he goes, and the guy hits the ball out there. He's, you know, whatever. It looks like a decent shot. So Tiger's like, okay, all right. He goes, you see where that went? And uh, actually, let me see if I can pull it up for you. He's like, you see where that went? He's like, yeah. Let me see if uh, Tagger Woods. Yeah. So this must be six days ago. Okay. Yeah. So this is what. Oh, wow. 
I'm going to go ahead and guess he's practiced that once or twice, but that's still so, pretty impressive. So they end up basically like calls him out. He's like, let's, let's, let's have a little competition. And you know, I mean, number one, he knows exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. And uh, But the, the thing behind it is these guys are just so competitive that like even something like that is like we got to do something. I got to beat you at something. Is that the, the, their form of playing horse in in that. Like, it must be, but it's it's yeah. like when you look at like Jordan, like just the, what they gamble on. It's like I think they need that that competitive edge. And I think even in the documentary, he just like made up something. Like this guy said something to him. He's like, I never said that. And he's like, No, you never said that. I just made that up. And like you made that up, and you like <laughs> went off on this guy. So it's just crazy when you hit that level of of sports. But um, Ken, anything you want to? You got a show tonight at some point. I do. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got eventually. a little, little, little something. Put, yeah. put a shirt and tie or a suit and tie on. Yeah. And uh, do you I always should. wear a suit and tie? Is that kind of like still standard? Yeah, that's kind of the uniform. Yeah. If, if I'm live, if I'm live in an event or something, I might just go with a, a you know a button-down polo jacket, you know, or like a you know what do you mean, my my work yeah. jacket, you know, fleece or whatever sometimes. But if I'm in the studio or you're doing the actual show, I'll. I'll because I always think like the, the NBA now dressed down. They go from suits and ties yeah. now to like the casual wear. I'm like, I like the casual style. I kinda, yeah. No, yeah. We. Uh, I don't know when they changed that, but I like it. Right. Yeah, it's fun, funny. I still remember when I was younger, I two things I hated to do was um, get dressed up and shave. Okay. And I, I was going to ask you to shave. I, I, yeah, I actually, so I've been off for a couple of days basically. So that's why I have a little bit of the, a little bit of, of growth going I was, on. I but, was wondering that. Yeah. I'm like, maybe just like super casual. I have, I had, I have been on beard, uh, on beard, <laughs> on air with a beard before. I did it for a while, a couple of times. Uh, There's no like rule against it. Not really. No, they there, probably don't want like a big bushy beard. No one's a fan of it, but uh, as far as like, I didn't know like bosses. I didn't know stuff, if like but, lighting or like makeup, like if it made a difference. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. No, not too bad. Because I mean, you have to put makeup on right before a show. You're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, just got that naturally good I, skin. I, I jokingly <laughs> say I'm just naturally good looking. Uh, no, I. Uh, so and the reason I don't is actually so I did when I first started. Yeah. You know, I had to do it, and I had to. I got a whole tutorial on it because yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No, didn't never did it before. Yeah. So didn't know how blending works and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I, so, well, I was in a this. I remember doing a senior play in high school. And we had to put makeup on. Oh, okay, and I was like, yeah. it was the worst thing ever. Right. You just wanted to pull it off. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is I'd, I'd, have, I'd be on it. I'd have to do it for before six. I'd do a six o'clock show. I'd have to go to a game. And while I'm at this game, like rubbing my face, I'm like, oh, I got to stop touching my face. I forget there's makeup on me and stuff. But, yeah. but one one night, you know, kind of, again, you always have to, you have deadlines. One night I'm at a game late or something and I get back and I don't think I had to be on it for the early show. So I think I was only doing a late show. And I get back, it's like 1030. I'm still editing. I'm writing. I got to get ready, you know. And there's a point. It's now 11, 11, 15, because I don't come on until about 11, 20 for the 11 yeah, o'clock yeah. show. So I, you know, I have that little, I don't have to be right at 11. I have a little buffer. But, and there's a point where I still am getting dressed and putting my shirt and tie on. And it's literally like, if I put on makeup, I'm not going to make it on air on time. Yeah, I yeah. have no choice. I got to be on time. So well, let's see how this goes. And I watched it back and I'm like, I don't see any difference. Really? And so I kind of kept doing it and kept doing it. And. I don't know if my I don't know if my secrets out and people thinking, including bosses, have been thinking I'm doing this this whole time. But yeah, I haven't worn makeup for years. Yeah, yeah, I, I just didn't know because I think it would like mess your skin up too. It's supposed to. I mean, the lights are supposed. You know, you know, lights. The lighting is supposed to wash you out sometimes and all that. But or, or but I meant like physically, your, your skin doesn't like makeup dry your skin out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I like just the actual physical makeup. Right. Of yeah, it. and trying to get it, and then you you know have this rub it off every night and all yeah. that. It just, uh, yeah, I hated doing all that. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah, I haven't worn it in years and no one's said a word to me. So I guess I'm good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> just, we'll make sure nobody will we'll block it. They can't listen to this. Right, um, yeah. 
Well, Ken, we're going to wrap up there. It's at 4 o'clock. It's 4.01. We did okay. We want to make sure you're on time yeah. to your games. But um, I appreciate you coming on. This was a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, like I said, I'm always like the, the tricks of the trade behind the scenes and like how everything does. I mean, again, you guys make it look so smooth. And then, you know, kind of the idea, like you're not running out at, you know, you're not getting there at 10.45 to change and go on, on set. There's right. a lot of behind the scenes work. And I know editing takes time. So like that's it's a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, check out Ken, Fox 44, ABC 22, Sports Anchor. Um, hit them up in the DMs with some cool sports stories, right? We can yeah, absolutely. try to get you on there. Or... Any and all stories, I'll take them. There yeah. you go. Um, all right, well, that's it. Episode 255, Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on all social platforms at Galen Trombley. Thanks for listening.